coverage from the Combine. Finally getting some news, huh? It's interesting. It's some news now, some news filtering out, some, some, some definite news items when it comes to offensive personnel. The value of the running back, boy. Ooh. It's almost a yearly conversation. You may even have it more than once when it comes to either a holdout running back or a free agent offer. Um, E.T., football, very specialized uh, sport. Good morning, my man. South by City, Jeffrey. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure you have a special place in your heart for the running back position. Oh, yeah. Right? Tote that pill. No, no, no matter at what level you played it. But, it, look, the reality is this. It's, it's a specialized game, right? If you were looking at the sp- specialized athletes, what I mean by that is a skill or athletic ability that only suits a small percentage of people in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? Quarterback, right, would be number one. Right. Number one, the, the, the ability to – place the ball certainly is the importance of that is is well known. Right. all right Th- then you're going receiver to me because you're combining it all you're, you're combining the ability to run to hand eye catching the balls that these guys are throwing and then to me it's running back I mean those are the three positions you better be able to do something special to play those positions this isn't to take away from corners or outside linebackers or edge rushers or offensive linemen or anyone else but when it comes to a special skill now Mm-hmm. To me, running back would be top three, and by I don't know the, the 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 process of logic, then that position should be valued and in turn paid like it's a top three skill set. I guess the problem is when you go into that well of running back specialists. There's I guess just a lot more of them that can do it at a very very yeah. high level. I, yeah. I guess that's it, dude. This list that's now available. After we get word on tags that won't be placed, the list of running backs that are free and clear for the league to pick and choose from is slightly unbelievable. It is deep and in many cases young. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, these are proven dudes now. Young, mid-20s. I, I suppose it's true when the analytics department takes over the value of running back. It's not about ages. It's about carries, and you're probably even going back to college. It's about number of carries on those legs. And when you can expect a biological breakdown at some point. And, and I don't know this. You know, I, I haven't tracked the career carries for Barkley through Penn State or Josh Jacobs through Alabama and on into the NFL. I do know that these are dudes that are – either have won the rushing title or have threatened to, in their prime, healthy. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley. Uh, wasn't it just a year ago? Tony Pollard was the heir apparent in Dallas and was yep. a be-all, do-all. Free and clear if you want him. All expected to become free agents. It is a star-studded running back market. After those three, there's, I don't know, Derrick Henry? Austin Eckler? Looking for a piece? DeAndre Swift ran for, ran for 1,000 last year. Or, uh, had over 1,000 scrimmage yards. Devin Singletary had over 1,000 scrimmage yards. J.K. Dobbins feels like if he could ever stay healthy, it would be a very good running back. Ezekiel Elliott, um, A.J. Dillon, ton of running backs at a variety of levels. Uh, meanwhile, back in Jacksonville, we continue to struggle to find that compliment for Travis Etienne. 
And by the way, if we want to go to the running back age old question, and is it carries? Boy, ETN's had a bunch, hadn't he? He got a lot of them touches. I mean, that was kind of the, you know, concern may be too strong a word, but certainly noted coming out of the draft was just how many carries he has had. I, look, ETN still seems fresh with a lot in front of him as long as we can get an offensive line that can open some holes, right, and improve in that area. But, yeah, the narrative that emerges now out of day one of the combine is this unbelievably flooded running back market. A couple ways to look at it from the Jaguars' perspective. Do you expect the Jaguars to be in this market? No. You can't keep drafting dudes in the third and fourth round and then spend any kind of free agent dollars. Oh, well. Tank's got to get better. Maybe flyer around six guy. Find a guy. Find a hidden gem. But I don't think that the Jaguars, as, don't get me wrong, a lot of the guys on this list would be attractive. Love to have Derrick Henry bring him in and shoot, even a split carry situation. Uh, I, I'd love to have what Austin Eckler could provide. I, 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 You know, you'd love to have any of these dudes, of course. But probably where the Jags, you know, right now are looking to spend cash, it can't be on a free agent running back, right? Unless it's just like some vet men deal, and we're now you're getting, you know, to the bottom of this list, which... It takes away from what is the thrust of this story. It's how many really good. So these are starting caliber running backs. No, E.T.? Every last one of them. Most teams in the league would be happy to start the season in September with either Josh Jacobs as their starter or Saquon Barkley or or Tony Pollard or, in many cases, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler. You'd be fine with a lot of these dudes. And again, that 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 second level too. Gus Edwards, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss flashed at times last year when he had to in Indy, and it is a deep, deep group. Just doesn't feel like the Jags are going to be any part of that conversation. And meanwhile, the Giants let Barkley go, Cowboys let Pollard go, Raiders let Jacobs go, all because they don't want to put a franchise tag of somewhere between twelve and fourteen million dollars on them for a year. Nah. Go, go look, you know, how many defensive tackles will make more than that this year. Huh? Listen, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be tailbacks. Feed them. Feed them, baby, and put them in the middle of that line. Yep. You can raise you a good all-pro long snapper, and by year five, he'll be making as much as your run-of-the-mill running back. Oof. So that's one of the narratives to emerge yesterday. We're also tracking the franchise tags, right? No news on Josh Allen. More on that in a second. No news on Calvin Ridley. More on that in a second second. But T. Higgins gets the tag in Cincinnati. Good move by the Bengals, right? I don't need this. We'll see what we can do, working something out long term. Bengals paid Burrow a year ago, didn't they? The Bengals are in for some cash. Burrow's gotten his deal. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they did a deal with Burrow sometime in the last couple of years. Yeah, they recently did it. Yeah, right. But if the Bengals are going to take advantage of their window and win it all, I think it's going to take Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure it out, right? If you're Cincinnati. But the bigger news here is the franchise tag goes. That's one less receiver on the market. It takes those receivers who are on the market and it bumps them up a spot by logic. And so the price of Pigskin, when it comes to Calvin Ridley, perhaps clicked up just a little bit higher 
just because of now the availability. The Jags are not going to have the luxury of slapping that franchise tag on Calvin Ridley. It's apparently going to be used on Josh Allen unless we get big news today, which continues our combine coverage. Both Doug Peterson and Trent Balky will meet the media today. Now we're going to get any earth-shattering news, anything that has changed drastically from the last we heard of these two gents, what, a month and a half ago? A couple of months in Peterson's case? month and a half. But we should and will, I presume, get an update on Josh Allen and that franchise tag and how close they are to pulling the trigger on it, on Calvin Ridley, what the discussions have been, what the expectation is when it comes to Ridley. All of this, of uh, of course, factors into whatever the big vision is for the franchise. When, when the top of the charts on each side of the program get together, what's their vision? What are they seeing? We all have our opinions on what needs to be better. What, 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 what approach are they taking, despite what they say at times publicly? And we've now documented there, uh, between Balky and Peterson, you're not always going to get the straight truth, right? And, and that, look, you know, we're not talking about peering before Congress. We're talking about playing our cards close to our vest, you know, as franchise you know, versus the rest of the league. But but surely we've at the, to, to, to very least been misled a little bit, right? As in don't know about what's going to happen on the staff later a day, staff, wholesale staff changes, right? Those type little things, whatever. If you win, nobody notices. But let's, let's get um, further definition. From the two at the top of the charts, Trent Pauke and Doug Peterson will meet the media today at the Combine. They will appear at the podium, so we'll have all of that perspective for you. Each will sit down with uh, the gang from the Frangie Show. I believe that happens during primetime. What, you got times for me in there, E.T.? Yes, sir. Never mind the podium. When when will both uh, Peterson and Pauke... Uh, not appearing today uh, at the combine until the afternoon. When will they be on live on the air here on Ten Ten? Uh, one fifteen. Trent Bulky with the uh, with Frangie one hundred and one, and one thirty will be uh, Frangie and Doug Peterson. All right. So straight from our horses' mouths in the home of the Colts, Indianapolis, we will get further Jaguars' uh, perspective. At least that's probably um, one way to put it. I kind of bust this out early. It's it, it, it's top of mind from what I've seen in the sports world in the last 24 hours. Um, I want to do it now at 6.15. For one, I want to tell you guys about this terrific company, Mission Pest Solutions, and they are the sponsor of the pest of the day. That's number one. And number two, I don't want this to be seen as a dig at my partner and co-host because it heavily involves, and by the way, not to their fault, his beloved New York Knicks. <laughs> the, the pest of the day, uh, brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions, gang, 944-PEST. You'll get 25% off your initial treatment. Uh, these guys are terrific. They're they're local. They're, they're veteran. And... Uh, really making an impact, and it's Mission Pest Solutions. Jackson native Russell Skinner, 
That's Riley's cousin, by the way, E.T. And a uh, 10-year Navy pilot, Tyler Terranez, are doing just a uh, awesome job. So call or text 944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners. It's Mission Pest Solutions. And the pest of the day, quite simply, is the officiating in the NBA hit an all-time low mark last night. It did. I, I just, I don't, I, there, there's just, there's no explaining. There, There's no, if you were an official in last night's Knicks-Pistons game in, in ET, I, I know it's a tough economy. If you, if you were an official in last night's game, guys, bring your whistles. The commissioner wants to see you. That's your last game. That That's your last game. It's the National Basketball Association. It's the best basketball pros in the world. Not asking you to be perfect. Never going to take your whistle away because you messed up a block or a charge. Never going to take your whistle away because you gave a quick tee because you don't like a certain do. Never going to take your whistle away because you missed an obvious call. Never, ever, 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 ever. But last night, last night, boys can't have it. I can't, I can't have it, man. I mean, I don't, I can't even, E.T., I can't even come up with the metaphor that would possibly describe the total inadequacy of an employee and his job performance. The game last night, the Pistons are protecting a one or two point lead late at at Madison Square Garden, open really pull one of the upsets of the season if you can have huge ones in an NBA regular season. Pistons at the Knicks would certainly suffice. There's a loose ball, a mad scramble. Pistons dude has corralled the ball. He's like at the hash mark in the in in the backcourt, facing you know the basket that he's going to have to that he's going toward. And dude from the Knicks comes in from the front and just waylays him. Okay. I don't mean he swiped at the ball and hit his wrist. Uh, I don't mean they both were going for the ball and 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 made dual contact. I mean he just came flying in and just waylaid right through his midsection. Yeah. Just took him out at the waist. Dude fell to the ground. Big Knicks grabbed the ball, scoring with the game, bro. I. Uh, uh, I. I uh, Seen whistles for less. Bro. It's bad. It's beyond bad, man. It it is so bad that the NBA has to say, nope. Nope. I don't care where this falls in our replay review system. Change the call. Pistons at the line. Is it it that hard? The whole world just watched this dude steamroll the Pistons player. There could not be a more clear foul. It would be as if a guy was going down the court to do a layup and another player came from behind, pushed him in the small of the back, into the basketball stanchion, and they didn't call a foul. It's that clear. And Monty Williams, been in the league a long time. Been around a long time. I, he, he reached his wit's end. A few minutes after the game, you got to bring in a basketball coach who just watched his team with everyone of sound mind knowing they're not going to go into New York and win, and by golly, they were going to win. 
Pistons don't have a whole lot of wins this year, gang, right? We, we tracked that long losing streak by Detroit. Monty Williams has been to a finals with the Suns. He played in the league forever. He's gone on to Detroit. He has undertaken what is obviously a, a, a really tough job. What did they, 20, what, six or seven or something in a row, didn't oh, they? Oh, it was a whole bunch of. Right? And, and so last night, you got your guys. Obviously, you're playing better. And, and you got your guys. They have fought and clawed. And by all rights, now we're going to upset the the Knicks in New York with eight and a half seconds left. You corral a sword Thompson corrals a loose ball, and Dante Divincenzo of the Knicks just absolutely plows him. I'm not talking brushes him, I'm not talking bumps him, just waylaid him. So Williams, after the game, arrives in the media room before any reporters could even get there. Sat down at the mic and said this. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs. And there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called. Period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. And he got up. He gone. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> he gone. All right. Now let's trot out one of the buffoons, referee James Williams. I'm sorry. Uh, you're a buffoon, bro. Clown. You are a clown. And in the NBA, you know, they, they do at least make the clown show walk out and answer some some questions. So the leader of this clown crew, James Williams is his name, standing right on top of the play, standing right there, watching him. I mean, if you watch the highlight, watch the highlight, see the foul, pay attention, take your vision out a little bit. Look at the refs all looking right at him, looking right at the play. So the leader, Bozo the Williams, the crew chief, comes out and says this in the pool report. Upon post-game review, we determined that Thompson gets to the ball first and was then deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's Dante DiVincenzo. You don't say. Is that right, Bozo? Hey, Sparkles. Hey, Krusty the Clown. Really? <laughs> That's what you came up with? Took the film for that, did it, huh? That what it took? Yeah, had to review that one, did you? You you weren't sure, but now that you've looked at the tape, oh yeah, oops, our bad. Clown show, bro. And there's no punishment for for. So, right, that's what I'm saying, man. This is crazy. Hey, man, commish needs to see you. Y'all bring your whistles. That's your last game. Go, 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 college. G League. I'm not trying to say you can't eat tomorrow. You're not refereeing on this stage ever again, boss. 
The Pest of the Day, brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Read the Google reviews, man. Fantastic company doing fantastic work. You're going to love the customer service. I can promise you that. Satisfied customer delivering that news to you. 944-PEST, Mission Pest Solutions. We're back on the Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us in business. Family run, owned, and operated downtown for over 100 years. It's a hundo on the board, E.T. A lot to get to here, this segment, including a two-round mock from the Combine. It's time, right? Time to throw out a little two-round mock. It's that time. And we're going to get into free agency, and these mock drafts are going to take different tones and textures. The big news in the NFL yesterday was T. Higgins gets the tag. Certainly, that's a question that could be answered, um, uh, or it will impact, I would think, the Calvin Ridley situation with the Jags, and we might get clear definition on that and other topics when Trent Balky and Doug Peterson both join 1010XL later this afternoon, so look for that in the 1 o'clock hour as our coverage from the Combine can't be beat here on a Tuesday. Um, uh, from the text line, and folks are uh, pointing out, and that's why I said this isn't a Knicks story. The pest of the day would not the Knicks. It's not their fault. E, was I clear? Pretty clear to me. Pest of the day is the officiating. Them refs, man. Yeah, bring your whistle. Get the hell out of here. We're done. You gone. Because people are pointing out the Knicks got burnt on the Jalen Brunson foul that wasn't a foul at Houston, and the NBA looked and said it wasn't a foul. Okay, well, yeah, and and we talked about that. Shoot, I may have pested him up then, the officiating crew. <laughs> well, think about it, Jeff. Ain't afraid to get the Knicks the pest of the day. I don't care. Yeah, if it's the Knicks, it's the Knicks, man. It's not the Knicks. It's the officiating. Terrible. I listen. I, I don't think that you are 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 a, a Karen, or soft, or a helicopter. In this case, fan or media member, a helicopter fifth estate. If we've reached a point now that you know players are getting injured and all, that would take a good hard look at this phenomenon of storming the court I don't I don't think you have to be those things to say there's probably a more sensible way to allow a group celebration never mind by the way this other part that the players show tremendous restraint these kids run out on the floor their cell phones going shooting them the bird calling them names you know the fact that we don't have issues Every time one of these courts is stormed is a, is a testament to these kids, these athletes, who after just losing a lot of times in stressful situations, got to have some little long hair run out of the court with his cell phone, couldn't play a minute of basketball, that having the ball knocked into the rafters, calling him a bizzle. So, you know, they, they, for the most part, have learned to tune it out, get off the floor, and go on. But, but when the waves of people leave your guy having to dodge traffic like he's stuck in the middle of I-95, it's time to do something. Remind me, remember the old game Frogger? Yeah, right. <laughs> trying to get do, 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 Never played. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think it's time to 
okay, look, pause a minute. Let them do the lines. Give the opponent, the opposing team a minute to get off the floor and then pull the ropes out and let them storm the court then. Y'all deal with it. Let's see what happens when one of the home players by accident gets hurt. Then will it, you know, I, I get this is not the poster child for um, compassion. It's Duke basketball, bro. Okay? Well, probably the most hated college basketball team is Duke. Sorry, Dukie fans, whatever. I, I don't fall, you know, either way on this Duke-Carolina thing. I they're, they're the same to me, but Duke, I think, overall carries as much or more hate as, as, you know, that's what happens when you're a brand name like that, right? And so they're not a very, you don't feel a lot of compassion when you're using them as the example of, of you know, court storming gone wrong. But, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's time to, to, that we that we get serious about it. But before it's, and listen, it, and it looks like Filipowski's going to be okay. And so there you go, the you dubious ones, the conspiracy theorists, so to speak, that you knew he was always K. Okay. It wasn't serious. It's dramatic and yada, yada. And, and let them storm the court. I don't care if they storm the court. Let the opponent get off the floor. E.T., does that seem reasonable? That seems fair to me. You can't wait like another minute? How about this? The game ends, goes triple zero. You reset the clock to two minutes. You build up some sort of excitement. You you get the whole place going. You walk them off the court. The opponent, let them get to their locker room. And then that, the buzzer goes off. Y'all go crazy. Yeah. Does it take a genius to come up with these ideas? Here's, I think, though, an example of how how dangerous they really think it could be in concept. I don't think they would want to do that. Ultimately and eventually, some freshman from, you know, Bunnell is going to get trampled in one of these situations. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Now, um, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying that court storming is the worst thing that we're having college athletics these days. Not going to break my heart if there's not just a sudden moratorium. I'm just saying something bad is going to happen if it continues. And at least in the interim, while one of the better players on one of the better teams in college basketball is injured, just trying to get off the daggum court, maybe we should do something about it. I don't think that's um, an unhinged perspective by by any measure. All right, this is a big week for our A-Sun teams. They're both in kind of different spots. You have UNF. Um, uh, trying to see if you can uh, uh, secure a top four spot. You get a home game. The ten, the only 10 teams from the A-Sun make the tournament out of the 12 or 13 that are in the league. JU with a win over UNF on Friday and the other action over the weekend has claimed that 10th spot. Uh, both JU and UNF have a pair of home games this week, midweek and then weekend games, and be a really good week locally for college basketball if both JU and UNF can win home games this week. Meanwhile, Florida is uh, suddenly become kind of a darling when it comes to the bracketology and the in the March Madness. They're a team that is playing their their best basketball right now, and they've got what should be a layup. Missouri hadn't won a conference game. Uh, they have that on Wednesday, and then it is a two tough back to back ones. South Carolina noon tip off Saturday. Carolina ranked 18th in the latest rankings. Florida State 24th, by the way, in the AP poll. 
uh, and then they'll host Alabama. They'll get a, a rematch from what was a great game uh, less than a week ago when Florida lost in overtime. But Gators holding strong at like 30 in the RPI and and with uh, four games left, sitting 19 and 8, man, go 2 and 2, go 21 and 10, go 11 and 7 in the league and and they'll be positioned pretty good to be what I, I and this is where the kind of the community love comes. It, it, it'll be, I believe, on a team that a lot a lot of people will be saying watch out for. All right, I don't know if I've ever seen a more poorly marketed event in my life. E.T., I, I keep up with sports pretty good, would you say? Absolutely. All right, I like sports. It's really hard for something to just come and go. And, you know, unless it's like a, like a social media or a streaming thing, like there may be, you know, we talked about they did a golf event on Netflix. And gosh, we weren't right. aware of it until like the day of, but we were aware of it, weren't we? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we talked about that thing they did on Netflix from out in Las Vegas. And, and certainly... But uh, most of the time when they do these these matches, right, the, the the NFL players against the NBA players or a pro with Peyton Manning versus a pro with Tom Brady or or Tiger versus McElroy and Justin and Jordan, right, we're aware of those things. We in the know. I'm just curious how they had one of these, quote, the match, you know, the match. They had the match. They had one last night, dude. <laughs> what? Correct. You see what I'm saying? Uh, is that the most is that the most poorly marketed uh, event yeah. in the history of sports? I never heard a thing about this at any point. No, nah, I haven't either. The <laughs> match. Elaborate on this match. Educate me. They, no, they had one of those made for TV matches on TNT last night with Barkley and the boys. It was Rory McElroy, Max Homa. Probably would have watched that. A couple of LPGA uh gals, Lexi Thompson and that young girl Rose Zhang from Stanford. Yeah, a little four-way showdown. They did some regular holes, did some closest to the pin, some different little contests. McElroy, they played 12 uh, holes. McElroy won 10 of the skins, won uh, 10 of the 12 holes. Uh, of course. Lexi Thompson won the other two, so like a nice chicken breast at Publix. Skinless was Max Homa. <laughs> <laughs> Max Homa Rosang uh, failed to win a single skin. All proceeds went to charity, but. I mean, dang! How La- did they pro- how did they promote that for real? La- last year, this same match was at was at night. It was Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, McElroy. We were aware. We watched. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, they had them. I mean, did they was it promoted at all? I I watched the NBA on TNT. I I, 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 I didn't know that it had played until they showed like a splash of highlights on Sports Center this morning. Dang! Wow. Whoever the marketing department, the PR Ew. employed by the match, you need to send them with these NBA refs. Yeah, yeah, bring you need it. to shoot them into the sun out of a giant slingshot is what needs to happen with them. Yeah, so in case you missed it, and you did, they played the match last night. This is a drill, a two-round mock. I'll tell you where the Jags are speculated. And more news from the National Football League. We call it a football fix. It's next on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Speaking of golf, brunch with the tour today. We'll tally up last week's results. A little more urgency on brunch with the tour and the picks this year. Uh, it's easy not to feel much pressure right now, ET. We got a ton of golf left. Yeah. Ton to dozens of tournaments as we amass as much cash as we can and avoid spinning that 
dastardly wheel. I just don't like where I'm at, though, man. Early, boss. <laughs> early. So early. So much golf. All those elevated events, majors. One week hitting one of those bad boys and, and um, a whole new game. Pressure will come later. When you get down to the last two or three, yeah, then we'll talk. <laughs> You got March Madness you're going to have to navigate through before then, friend. And that's that's so unpredictable. Man, it's unpredictable. It is unpredictable, boy. We got some... Uh, we got some TMZ-ish NFL news I'm going to get to in just a second. But first, I wanted to mention this uh, mock draft. The, the CBS sweatshop is getting up and going. Oh, yeah, they're on that dirt floor over there on some Pacific Isle somewhere. Those big ceiling fans, whoosh. Just getting them out. Whoosh, chichi, chichi. They got 40 of them. It's a sweatshop. Just give me mm-hmm. a mock draft. Hey, today it's, hey, Stackpole, I need your mock draft. And so Kyle Stackpole, all 14 years of him, has offered one up. Stackpole going two rounds deep. Let's see what we do with our uh, uh, Jaguars. Those quarterbacks, by the way, are, uh, we'll see what happens. Individual workouts and combine. I mean, you can just talk to them. None of them are going to throw it, doesn't look like. But uh, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, in some order, are going to be the first three picks of the draft, most believe. But, hey, I'm not going to get into all that. I'm going to go straight down to our Jacksonville Jaguars and see where they have us slotted. Ooh. What now? You're telling me that guy's going to be available there? Are you kidding me? Talk to me. Okay, first of all, again, the Stackpole draft, I'm just not sure. I think he may have had the dengue flu or something over there at the sweatshop. Because there's a couple things about this mock draft. When the Jaguars pick at number 17 in this mock draft, Brock Bowers has not been selected. Oh, wow. But the Jags don't pick him. And i got to be honest. Roma Dunze. Wide receiver? Yeah, from yeah, Washington. Yeah. Cat is the most top tens is available. Um, Rick Spielman says about this mock draft, I can't believe Roma Dunze is still on the board. Uh, Ridley, they're not going to sign back because of the draft compensation. That's interesting for Spielman to say that. And they need playmakers around Trevor Lawrence. That's very interesting buried in there. That's Rick Spielman. Remember, he almost became the president He was almost here. here. So when he speaks on the Jaguars, my ears perk just a little bit more. It implies some knowledge within the building, does it not? It do. That's interesting. So Remind me, let's circle back on that with, with Dan a little bit later. That's interesting. No? Uh, you take Roman Unze running right now. I'd sprint that thing up to the board. Even with Brock Bowers there, E. What, do you, what say you? Ooh, Bowers I, I, and a Dunze are available. I got to go with Dunze. All right. We got to have an Ingram already. Yeah, 100%. By the way, that Jackson, Powers, Johnson. The next two picks after the Jags in this mock go a Dunze. You got Brock Bowers goes next to the Bengals. Oof. Imagine him on the Bengals, bro. Imagine Bowers on the Bengals. With Chase oh, and Higgins, by the way, we continue with the fix. Higgins got tagged, so he'll be back. And then that center everyone likes from Morgan, Jackson Powers Johnson. He's the next pick at number 19. So these are a bunch of guys that we've heard rumored to the Jags. Counterculture pick of the one ET wants, Copper, uh, Cooper, rather, to Gene. He goes pick 22. Go ahead, boy. So they'll pass on him. Now let's go down to round two, see what we got with the Jags there, assuming that. Um, they keep the pick by not signing Ridley. 
And yeah, uh, a safety from Georgia, Javon Bullard. This is where the sweatshop mock drafts get. Yeah. We're not going safety, boss. No. We got too many needs, man. You're doing no homework. Stackpole, get in here. <laughs> right. You're going with the other two boys. You're gone, Stackpole. You got your one and done. You're giving a safety <laughs> to the Jags in round two. Stackpole, you've been smoking the, the wacky tobacco over there? You've been smoking the Stackpole. <laughs> stackpole. All right, big news from the NFL yesterday comes the word that Josh Jacobs will not be tagged. Saquon Barkley will not be tagged. Tony Pollard will not be tagged. The running back market is absolutely flooded. I don't think that means much for the Jags, but, boy, for some of the other teams around the National Football League, it could. As we continue with the football fix and the TMZ part, the fix, by the way, is brought to you by the Julian Dickery Golf Club. Best deal in golf right now. And, uh, oh, it's getting in good shape, boys. Don't tell anyone. I don't need my golf course too crowded. That's not exactly the message they won't put out there. Go online and book your tee time today. Uh, okay, it's safe to say now. It's official. I've, I wasn't sure before. Deion Dawkins hates the Jets. Did you see the comments of the Bills' offensive tackle? Oh, yeah, B-boy. He lashed out against the Jets and their defensive end, Michael Clemens, in an interview on Vlad TV. He called Clemens a, yeah, a B-boy, Bizzle boy, <laughs> accused him of instigating their postgame scuffle in the tunnel in Buffalo back in November. Uh, back in November. Weirdos being weird, Dawkins said. Speaking about the Jets in general, he said, quote, I hate them. All of them, bro. When it comes to sports, there are people that play the sport because they love the sport. And then there's people that play the sport just to try to be cool. I feel like the Jets play the sport to try to be cool. A bunch of dudes that just want to take pictures on Instagram. That's whack. Dang. He did separate defensive tackle Quinnen Williams as, quote, valid and said, I like him. As for the rest of them, don't care, don't like them. <laughs> That's TMZ part one. TMZ part two is the hostile takeover where you have them try and take, tell them your mama's incompetent. But it's the story of Janice McNair out in Houston. Her son was trying to take over the team, have her declared incapacitated and have a guardian appointed for her. Robert Carey McNair Jr. filed his application. What do you know? As said, guardian for Janice McNair in November. But on Monday, a lawyers for Carey McNair, along with others involved in the case, filed a motion. They agreed to uh, drop the lawsuit. Uh, the family made the joint decision to arrive at these issues privately. In other words, they finally leaned on mob long enough to avoid a trial and hand over some of the power. That's what I'm saying. Uh, attorneys for Janice, the owner, the 87-year-old, and her son, Cal McNair, not the one who was bringing the lawsuit, he's chairman and CEO, had previously pushed back on Kerry, uh claims that the elder McNair was incapacitated or needed a guardian. What am I watching? Succession on Cinemac or on uh, Showtime, HBO, wherever it is. Continuing with a football fix. Uh, T. Higgins gets the tag. The Jets are releasing an offensive lineman, Lakin Tomlinson. Um, the Higgins news is interesting only because we'll hear from Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson today from the Combine. They'll have uh, they'll be at the podium meeting the national media. They will also speak uh, live on 1010XL with Frange a little bit later in the day. One-on-one interviews there. 
But, you know, Calvin Ridley now. Again, I'm intrigued by what Rick Spielman just dropped in, as a matter of fact. Uh, that and more. That's Football Fix, brought to you by the Joint to Creek Golf Club. Hick and Rival, more come your way next. Brought to you with a tour today among uh, our festivities. You're listening to The Drill on Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Yes, sir! Woo! Lung power. That was strong. Nice. That was strong. I do say so myself. Good morning. What's up, E? What's up, Bussy? What's up, Jeff? Morning. Woo! <laughs> Children. Good to be here. I'm having a problem with these readers. I can't see anything up front anymore. Close. Oh, dang. But when I wear them and I look up, everything's like of course, man. unfocused. You got to put it down here on your nose, dude. I mean, It's annoying me. Listen to me. But listen, look, you got to put I've them. I tried the bifocal thing. I don't no, like you it. you don't need. This is. Can I see him for just a second? Educate him real I, quick. Man, yeah. I've been wearing these things for years. Okay, this is not hard, bro. Annoying to me. Get them ready. All you do is this, see? That's yeah. It. You look over your glasses, everything's fine. Then you look through it, them to see. Yeah. Then you look over them your glasses. And, and here's another. Wrap them in there. Here's another thing, too. Gotta wipe them down. Yeah, bro. man. This, this thing is, is foggy. You know who's They're fine. Give them back. No. Give them back. No. Sheesh. You're getting cleaned, bro. It's just that's not, what, what kind of sociopath has glasses that look <laughs> foggy like to this? the mud. Foggy. They're not foggy. They're like fingerprinted and just. <laughs> God, no wonder you can't see. You're looking through. See, like just a, fine. I just can't see. Oh, look how above. much better. You know what? The proper thing to say right there would be thank you. Thank you, Pross. Those look much better. Now, look, put them on yourself like this. Mm. That's it. It's this how you do it. And then this look. This is how you do it. This is how we do Okay, anyway. Like put them you down see? on your nose. Are you opposed to this look or something? There's something about This that. is how we do. <laughs> no, Are I'm you? not opposed. Okay, to well, there you go. There's your answer. Not opposed. Yeah, that's just experience is all that is. That's not. But it not. Hey, just put some right back at the top. <laughs> right. And just live in your torment, my friend. I don't uh, have to tell you. Here. It's good to be here. Excited. <laughs> A I, good, good one today. I can, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Man, I, uh, I meant to bring this up yesterday. I, I saw yeah. this on uh, ESPN over the weekend, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes sports stories, you, you know, you read headlines, you don't really dive into them, you, okay. you don't know the total impact. And I really didn't. Like I knew two things. I never tied them together, but seeing the story play out in one of those long form, you know, features on on ESPN. I mean, it made me cry, like literally. But it, it's the story of Steve McMichael and getting that call oh, yeah, that's a tough into one. the Hall of Fame. Did, did you see the story that ESPN did? Oh, is that the the Mongo? It's yeah. Mongo. Yeah, I saw he's, it. he's got ALS, yeah. right? Which is a terrible disease. Barely hanging on. It takes takes everything from you, but your brain. Right. What a prison that is, right? Yeah. Your whole body is falling apart. You can't talk. You can't breathe. You can't move but you can think just as clearly as if you were sitting here today. And so here is McMichael, who all along has been very undervalued. They showed me some football numbers that 
you didn't have to play on my heartstrings to look. I paid so much attention to Fred getting into the hall or not. I couldn't tell you the rest of the class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was able to watch this, not remembering from a whole three weeks ago if Steve McMichael got into the hall or not. It didn't register with me at the time. But this this you know incredibly touching story, being a part of it. But from the football side, does it surprise you guys? From the defensive tackle position, Steve McMichael has the third most sacks in NFL history. That's a surprise. I, I saw that. More like, than Aaron Donald. That's yeah, surprise. That's, right? He was a bad so boy. He, yeah, they just, you know, the problem on that Bears, they've already put three into the hall. Yeah. Dent, Hampton, and Singletary. So you know. that will play against him, although he he's that good? I, I guess it does, doesn't wow. it, Dan? I, I'm guilty. Did you ever think of Mongo McMichael in that oh, same vein was, as Hampton he, and Dent and Singletary? I thought he was kind of a long-for-the-ride guy. Yeah, me like, too. I mean, he was a good player, but not a great player. What mm-hmm. made him great was having those guys on the edge and – Wilbur behind him and some of those dudes, you know, was a tremendous defense. What made the story, and you can, you know, look it up now. Great today's story. Day, said, what made it so good, too, is, you know, Mongo was a personality guy. He said oh, some he was, things. He was sort know, of. Uh, back when he was young, that, that give you a chill now. Just, yeah, you yeah. know, about. The, sort of Yurkovich like. Yeah. Yeah. Real, he's kind of real a real personable look, guy. He went into the <laughs> WWE when he retired. Yeah, he's yeah, that guy, yeah. right? He was that guy. And I think that's also part of the reason we probably didn't give him his football respect. He was kind of the character. The character. On a yeah. team. That had look, look, you know, Hampton has some personality, but but Dent and Singletary, those guys were quiet assassins. Yeah. Right? There wasn't a lot of flair there, and that team certainly had plenty, right? For not sure. to mention, here's McMichael playing a position where a guy <clears throat> not near as good as him got twice as much attention, the fridge. Oh right? wow. Right? I mean, so there's yeah. just a lot of things that took away for, from ultimately same team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That number, though, of 95 sacks from the defensive tackle position, third most of any defensive tackle since they started tracking more than Aaron Donald, is that should have gotten him in already. You know, you you live in the, uh, you know, you were part of the Seahawks uh defense, Legend of Boone. That Bears defense is probably the best one in the history of the NFL. Uh uh That little two year run that they had. They were unbelievable, dude. I mean, you've got, well, you got Dent. Singletary, Hampton, and now McMichael, all Hall of Famers. Oh man! <laughs> so, and by the way, the 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 best, the best defensive player I've ever seen at Florida, and I went, I started, I I've been with Florida football since like 1980, is Wilbur Marshall. And Wilbur in his prime on that team was an assassin. He was mean. He'd hit you. Fast. He could run. He's Lawrence Taylor like single handedly. Really? Shut down USC in college. They they ran this play called student body right. They ran it away from him, and he would run it down and get losses in the back. <laughs> yeah. It was he was uh, so you start adding all these dudes into this into this uh, Bears defense, and then you have Buddy Ryan as well, and they were just he was the DC. They were really good. And the D, you know uh, Gary Fincic was a good player. Yeah, that, Durson. Yeah, Dave uh, Durson, who tragically CTE right. Yeah. yeah. Who were the corners on that team? Oof, is Dorson one of the corners? Or he was a safety with Fincic. Good question. Right. It was a loaded. Otis team. Wilson was on that team. Another linebacker. Yeah. That front seven et. That's some bad mamma jammas there, buddy. All right. We just gave you four Hall of Famers. Leslie plus. Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie Frazier. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, Six picks. Mike Richardson was the other. I yeah, don't remember. I him. don't remember the name. But here it is. It's Hampton, McMichael, Perry, Dent, Otis Wilson, Singletary, Wilbur, Richardson, That linebacker crew right there is an assassination. Mm, yeah. 
an yeah. organization is what Dewarson that is. and Fensick. Wow. That was their. That was their. Yeah, that um, defense unreal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, E. Yeah, like nobody scored. And we speak about the the Seahawks. I don't think they, they might have one Hall of Famer, right? On them, maybe Bobby Wagner. Other yeah. than that, he they won the first round of the playoffs, twenty one nothing against the Giants. They won the conference championship, twenty four nothing against the Rams. <laughs> although the Rams did have Dieter Brock playing quarterback, and then they won the Super Bowl forty six ten when the Patriots got a late <laughs> touchdown. The yeah. They gave up ten out. points in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling, they were Jeez. bad A. Yeah, they were. And but, you could, I mean, the, they were. And, and, and then you mix in Buddy Ryan and, and the what personalities. They, they did the Super Bowl shuffle video. Yeah, Walter yeah. Payton on the other side of the ball. I mean, that was. Just well, they a, didn't lose a, da- a dad gum game until the Dolphins got. Yeah, him. and the Monday and Nighter. It, and and Dan everybody Marino got him. And everybody wanted the Dolphins to replay him in the Super Bowl. It would have been great. And the Patriots beat the Dolphins yeah. in, in the AFC Championship AFC game. Championship. And, and the thing about that Dolphins team, too, now you have to understand, this is late in the year when they beat them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, the Bears are like probably double digits by now. 11, 12, and 0 or something? 12 and 0. They're 12 and 0. The yeah. Dolphins are the only undefeated team in NFL history. That was a Monday night game in Miami. That was a hell of a regular season game. Yeah. Oh, I bet. That was a big yeah. game because the Dolphins. This is the run that the Bears were on when they played the <laughs> Dolphins. They had just beaten in order. The Vikings 27-9. The Packers 16-10. The Lions 24-3. The Cowboys 44-0. The Falcons 36-0. Those five games. They had given <laughs> up 22 points in five games. And they played the Dolphins and gave up 38. Marino had Ooh. his way. That game alone made Marino a Hall of Famer. Marino had that. There was a play in that game. Marino was thrown over the middle, and it tipped up off oh, yeah. of, a, of a Bears, I don't know, a linebacker. Everything went probably. Miami's way. Yeah, and it bounced yeah. up over the safeties right into, like, Duper's hands, one yeah. of those dudes. That was the that was the Dolphins at their high-flying best, too. The now. most points scored against the Bears that year were the Bucks in week one, 38-28, the, wow. the Bears won. That Dang. was it. After that, they buckled down. Until and, the Dolphins. Until that Dolphin game, right. And then after the Dolphins. The, after the Dolphins, they beat the Colts 17-10, the Jets 19-6, and then they had to throw a game with the Lions. They beat them 37-17. Dang. They were bad, eh? I'm telling you. That was – now, there have been some great defenses. That Ravens defense was terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your Seahawks defense was terrific. But that Steelers bear, had a good D. Steelers. Uh, Vikings. Uh, yeah, there's been some great defenses. That but Broncos it, D. Payton's year that he won the Super yeah, Bowl the second half. That was yeah, a good defense, yeah. too. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a 21 yeah, nothing, 24 nothing. I mean, the 86 10. Bears are still kind of the standard, or 85, whichever 85 one you call Bears, them. Yeah. You call them, as you reference. You got, We're not the 85 Bears, but, uh-huh. right, you know? Yeah, it was good. But And, and so McMichael... You know, and, and those guys, that band of brothers have stayed in touch with him and whatnot. And, and you're, you're able to track through old footage and interviews th- his health deterioration yeah. to the point. It's heartbreaking yeah. to see him laying there. I mean, and again, knowing that the brain is, is whirling and his wife's there. And so they take you up to the moment of, you know, does, he wants to get into the Hall of Fame. It mm-hmm. means a lot to him. And again, I don't know how the vote goes. And in my mind, in fact, I think, oh, I don't think he got in. Mm-hmm. And they play the, the story out, mm-hmm. and they get the news. Richard Dent calls him, was, FaceTimes yep. him, tells him. And and, um, and so now the question is, will he stay alive long enough? Right, because he had a to do not resuscitate. Is that his wife? Yeah. When I saw the very end where she said, uh, like, she basically said, I wouldn't care if he died on stage. Yeah. If he could just get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, how cool and, that but, is. But you could just see his face when he when he learned. Yeah. Because you don't have a lot of muscle left to do anything, but those eyes widened up and that yep. mouth just it was got a good, it was great story. Very, was very, good. very uh, heartwarming, very like heartwarming. I said. Gave, well, me, I, gave me some menopause, not going to lie. Mm. <laughs> well, I continue to watch the, uh, I've watched now four episodes of the Patriots uh, Dynasty. It's really good. That's I, an Apple. It's on Apple. And it's it's must watch TV. The the first two I talked about how impressive Belichick was by sticking with Brady, 
And then the third one, we get to the Super Bowl, and you know he calls Bledsoe up and tells him we're going with Tommy, and and Bledsoe said, "Ah, it's a bitter pill to swallow." But the one thing that one thing that Belichick stressed to the team going into that Super Bowl week was everybody put everything aside and focus on team. And if we focus on team, I'm telling you, we will beat this. We will beat the Rams, and they and they did, and. That set off, and then they kind of skipped through the, di- you know, they, oh, they won the next, and then they won three out of four, and they're a dynasty, and then things start to happen. So we're at the point now with the Chiefs where things start to happen. It'll be, you know, it's just so hard to maintain, you know. It's so hard because you have so many different human beings and so many different stories, and, and, and so it'll be interesting to sort of compare and contrast the Chiefs. So we hit Spygate, which is what we hit, like, week one against the Jets, and Belly's boy, Mangini, who... Pioli's really good in it because Pioli comes in and they have they interviewed Goodell, Brady, Belichick. They got them all right, but uh, they, they, it was good because uh, Pioli was like, you know, you, you you know, when you leave the family, you, you got to remember where you came from. And and man, Genie broke the code and he turned them in, and and Belly was really hurt by it. And Belly basically, what was the exact accusation? So, well, what happened? It, it's a lot like the Michigan thing, you know. He had a camera guy shooting the Jets. Coaches signaling in and pointing up on third and eight. They and and as Belichick pointed out, look, you can do this just by watching and write it all down. But you, you're not. And then uh, he did one interview on it with uh, Kate, and he goes, "Yeah, it says here though the rule is you can't under no circumstance." He goes, "Yeah, you're right. I, you know, we we were wrong. We got penalized. I mean, but even t- when they interviewed him for the documentary, right now he's like, "Yeah, we've already talked about that." I'm, yeah, uh, I, well, it's we fair. Did. Yeah, pull it up. Yeah. So anyway, but that. That sort of ignited the Patriots to absolutely hammer down and run through their uh, 18-0 run up until the Giants game. And then things started to come up during the Super Bowl that were, of course, it's from the Patriots' angle. So, you know, and the Giants ultimately with Tom and... And getting after Brady with that defensive line, we're able to beat him. An amazing part Randy of Randy Moss was so good for that team. An amazing part of of Brady and Belichick and the Patriots uh, the story. longevity. Well, yeah, well, not well, just yeah. the longevity, but this this ten eleven year gap that they had between oh, the sure. Super Bowl titles. And they went to a couple, but yeah, they lost right. to the Giants, right? Twice. I mean, it was like literally ten years in between let's, the Super Bowl champion. He won like what? He won like three or four, and then well, he won let's another see real three. Quick, was it, it was, three and three? Is that how it went? Yeah, it was three and three. It yeah. was. So they beat uh, what was the first one? They beat the Rams yeah, in right the O one season in O two right, and then they came back and beat the Panthers the next year, and then and they two, and then two years later oh they, they beat, missed O two the they here. missed O two and then O three they remember O two was O two the year they went like ten and six and missed the playoffs what's, I think it was because they didn't make the playoffs then in O three they beat the Panthers and they beat the Eagles here like you said. Then they beat the Jags, but lost to the Broncos in 06. No, but 04, they won the Super Bowl, and they yeah. didn't go back to the Super Bowl till win. Okay, so they won the, the 04 season, right? Okay. And then they went back. They lost to the Broncos and the Colts the next two years in the playoffs. Then they lost to the Giants. Then they lost to the Ravens, the Jets. Then they went back and lost to the Giants. Then they lost to the Ravens, the Broncos. Then they... Uh, beat the Seahawks in 14. Yeah, it goes quick, doesn't Ten it? Years. Golly. See there? Then he once turned around and beat them. Then he and beat they them. lost the, to the Broncos. Then they beat the Falcons. Then they uh, lost, lost to the Eagles. Then they beat, then the, they beat the, Rams. the Rams. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. I, I have. I. I can't help but feel, Dan. 
I can't help but feel that we'll look back in 15 years on the Chiefs and it'll be a real similar story. Oh, you would with, think with Reed and but Mahomes? It'll be, but 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 just there, what, how, go- what do you think he's getting to? He said three. What do you think Mahomes is getting to? If you had to say right now, I mean, it's hard. I, Don't you think it's six? Who can beat him? He, I think it's six. Yeah. yeah I think five what six. what happens yeah. when he gets to six or seven? Yeah. Eat a goat. Uh, he he he. he goat. I, uh, somehow, listen. Goats don't usually replace goats that quick. Right. Goats last a while. No, no, you know, there's no. at least a couple of generations between goats, man. God, yeah. We watched. I could just sit in here right now. I mean, and Brady was better in his late 30s and 40s than he was. Like, Brady was better in those second three Super Bowls yeah. than he was in the first three. Yeah, he was you know smarter. What I mean? Yeah, he was oh, better. Oh, God, he was so good. I mean, how many times do we sit there and go, holy heck, how did he do that? Oh, my gosh, how did he do that? But hey. also what played in Brady's advantage, though, is his longevity. Yes. The, Patrick Mahomes, oh, it's sure. a different game. I don't know if Patrick could play that long. Uh, or if he's he could a be dog. This good. He'll play. Yeah, I, I, he I, wants all that stuff, yeah. dude. As long as they're, as long as they're you know, competitive. Uh-huh. Uh, before we go to break, our Dreamfinders Homes poll question of the day. What would be the best news that you would want to hear from the peterson Balky Combine presser today? Like, what do you want them to say that would make you go, all right? Um. Can they each say something different? <laughs> you can, sure. Okay, I didn't do that. Yeah, I only we'll have start. four choices, but yes. I, I know the time is a little <laughs> bit off for this, but after careful uh, consideration, I'm announcing my resignation I today. Is, ah, ah, I got a couple of those on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to turn it over to Rick Spielman. Okay, all right. I already decided he's not going to re-sign Calvin Ridley. All right, okay. And what about Peterson? I, 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 I don't know. I'm going for it. Okay. Uh, this is the, your options. Sorry, those aren't the options. Uh, oh. Dreamfinders Homes poll question of the day. New deal for Josh Allen. Uh, Peterson will call the plays. We're definitely in the market, and we will sign a top 10 free agent. Or we're only going to lose a third rounder for Calvin Ridley, but keep him. Those are your four choices. 500-plus votes at Dan Hicken. We got a couple hours to go on Twitter. He'll post it as well. New deal for Allen. Peterson will call the plays. We're definitely going to sign, and we're in the market for a top ten free agent, or we'll only lose a third rounder for Calvin Ridley. But keep him. Those are your four options. I want to. I want to cl- clarify. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I, the, the take I think Kansas City will win three more can be defined one of two ways: you're crazy, or you're Captain Obvious. Yeah, I mean it's kind of drawing those responses. Sure, things have to stay oh, yeah. in place, and yeah. people have to stay healthy. And yeah. Andy Reid, how long Andy Reid's going to yeah, coach? I mean, I just I keep watching Mahomes beat them all back, dude. Yeah. And now this year, you add this little road trip to do it, and okay. All right, well, new deal for Allen, 63.3. Uh, Peterson calling plays, 20.5. See, I wouldn't vote for new deal for Allen because Allen's going to be here anyway. So I'd go for something else, like we're going to get a top 10 free agent. That would make me happy. 10.4%. Lose only a third rounder for Calvin Ridley, 5.8%. Uh, this is The Drill. It's Tuesday, and we're rocking and rolling on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hit it. All right, we got sports concepts and rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10-minute drill. At the end of the drill, we like to hand out a prize pack. E, what is the razzle-dazzle today, sir? Oh, car wash, yeah. I got oh. a $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash, plus a free tire rotation for tires outlet. All you got to do is holler at your boy at the end of the 10-minute drill. Adam Schneckner uh, reports that... Schefter, I believe. Yeah. Adam Schechter? Schefter. Schefter? Like Chef Boyardee. Oh, anyway. He's Tur, gr- like without the D. He's, Schefter. He's gray. He is a gray. He's jaundiced. Very Says jaundiced. the Bucks are releasing uh, Shaq Barrett. Uh, okay. $15 million option bonus due next month. He will become a free agent. We were talking about the Chicago Bears and, and their excitement and, uh, you know, what they're most well-known for when you look back and think about it now is the Super Bowl shuffle, right? That's something for that sure. lasted a long time. Ugh. Yeah. 
Well, and, and to, uh, some the Jags sec- famously did. Uh oh, that didn't go well. That either. didn't go well. Well, uh, <laughs> other remember lo- that one? Yeah. Other locals have just frankly ripped off the Super Bowl shuffle, uh, like the 2003 Clay County High School Blue Devils. Oh four. Oh four. Clay County Blue <laughs> 20 Devils. Twenty years after the Super Bowl shuffle. Uh, some eighteen years after, led by their running back uh, Emmanuel Thalarand, who oh, no. had to had to do the last part because he had to be the star. Although the other dude, I think he referred to him as Macy. Uh, Macy. Macy's. (laughs) Macy crazy. Yeah, he is. Uh, But anyway, uh, I've made E bring a clip. Of, there they did now did they just just run it like this, this is over a, the school intercom or i mean well i don't course, think it made tv unlike, and radio unlike the bears they went out and lost uh right after doing the well, district championship the shuffle it yeah. was like two games afterwards is what they like to call yeah. it uh, okay so, uh, all right so you just did this for internal you know like motivation or well uh, you try to guys, get this you know on the black market out there or, <laughs> yeah, i mean there's no the, social medias you can't Posted anywhere? I guess. Right. I guess my point is, what is the purpose of this? Well, one of the team captains came and he's like, "Hey, man, let's let's uh, do our own rendition of the this, the <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle, <laughs> and let's call it the District Champ Shuffle." Yeah, it was a wonderful idea. Very creative, and we and jumped all over it. Here's a clip from E's part. Okay, it's your boy ET, and I'm no poop. The scoring touchdown. What do I do? You see me hit. You see me run. Four touchdowns, and then I'm done. I can dance, you will see. These boys, they all learn from me. I ain't come here for <laughs> no trouble. I'm just here to do the district champ shuffle. He's so easy. This a we are the devil shuffling group. Shutting all down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good. Blowing your minds like we knew we would. Yeah. No, we're just, just shutting the fun. Straight out, stop. Stop. It's burning my ears. I dude. have Get not, rid of it. Let me tell you what I haven't seen uh-huh. uh, out of our guy E.T. Uh-huh. until he turned red. Until <laughs> seven thirty-two on February twenty-seventh. Oh, you just yeah, turned red. Let me tell you what I haven't even like sensed, uh-huh. perceived uh-huh. from our guy E.T. until uh-huh. seven thirty-two February twenty-seventh. Uh-huh. He was embarrassed in there. Oh dear, Bro, he look was. At that stuff you used he's to do cringing. In high school, yeah, like, he's oh, in there cringing. Man. He's not. E, not big, since, I got to throw a big E card for him allowing you to know that this existed. I appreciate that. Once that happens, yeah. E, not yeah. since uh, now everyone is heard. And, not yeah. since your rendition of "My Heart Will Go On." <laughs> that, was, uh, that was classic, right there. That's at iconic. Robinson High School, Patterson, Patterson High School over there in Clay <laughs> County, have we have we seen such greatness? Well, uh, that was. Uh, e, e to the T. E to the T, the running yeah. back for the yeah. 04 Just Blue Devils. Just do the district champ shuffle. And it's, and yeah. I, it's all, it's, you know what? I'm going to yeah. do y'all a favor. All the, all the listeners listen. It's on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Just go, You'll post it. Look. Go yeah. to the search and type in district yeah. champ shuffle. Hashtag, You're welcome. Yeah. Hashtag cringe. Hashtag oof. Uh, we got a speed trap in play out oh, there. Let's get it. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday, so uh, only appropriate. The speed trap is brought to you by Catlin Truck Accessories. Hey! Radar detection and more. Uh, express lanes, uh, not so fast, my friend. 295 there on the East Beltway at Bay Meadows. Um, keep that money in your pocket. Keep those speeds down. Keep us all safe with a drill speed trap. I was oh. uh, I was chilling last night after class. Okay. Uh, I, like I, I told yesterday you. go mending. Uh, yesterday was a. Uh, not uh, mending. What am I trying to say? You know, I had to send a message to the kids yesterday. Wow. I'm a little disappointed in this particular class. Okay. They're like, not, finally, finally, some standards are well, showing up Well, they're here. not showing up enough. I mean, we're yeah. missing It's time to six, start throwing seven. out some Cs, man. I said, I said, look, I just did midterm uh, grades. I got some U's in there. Probably not. But nonetheless, I did throw out a, 
Listen. Some some false threats. I said to him, I said, look, is this class difficult? No. Is this class hard? No. Do we have any tests? No. I mean, what did I ask? Show up and participate. Show up and participate. Mm. We got kids taking advantage this, here. This is kind of a, it's a slap at you, too, what you're doing. Well. I'm not going to lie. Kids and, are different these days. No, though, you know right? what? Here's what you're going to do. It's going to be real different when they take a D home. Now, what I was. D them up, man. What I, <laughs> yeah. what I was proud of is that I had three former students swing by just to say hello. Um, and they were telling me about, like, they all started, like, a, a, a friend group after the class. So, kind of brought them together. I like that. There's a lot of good, but I, I, you know, we're halfway through. I've brought in some great guest speakers for them. I'm teaching them well. I feel like I'm on the top of my game as an adjunct professor. They may just want to, <laughs> they just may want to take away the adjunct. I don't know if I have to have some sort of degree to be a true professor, but if everyone was going to bestow the emeritus tag on me, it would be it would be Swoop Nation. They would be smart to do that, in my opinion. <laughs> Correct. Yes. So again, I rocked. I rocked uh, well yesterday, but I had to send them a message. Yeah, we got you guys. I told them. I said, "There's a couple of my red names. I pointed fingers." So where's this kid? I haven't seen this kid in a month. I said, "You better get anybody know this guy. You better get a message to these guys. Get them. Tell them to get their asses to class." That's what I did. So anyway. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's uh, something that I felt strongly about. But I was, I was going to lead into. Okay. The fact that I did that, I watched the Patriots, and then, uh, you know, it was like, I don't know, it was like 9 o'clock at night or something. I was at home. I was looking through the computer, searching for some fun stuff to look at, and saw these pictures of the match. I didn't know there was a match last I, night. I said the same thing. That is the worst That's the worst marketed event the in the hell? history of TV sports. That was awful. You can't have a made-for-TV uh, uh, event and then not let anyone know you made something for TV. I, I can't believe that it went un... I mean, I watched the NBA on TNT, Dan. I, like, when I, did you find out about it? After? This morning. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm watching the sports center. They're showing highlights from the match. And I go, well, not the match, right? First of all, why would you do it now in the middle of golf season? Isn't this usually in the, like, like the fall, the no winter? No idea. I have no idea anyway, when it comes. It's I, not I that big a deal to me, but it, it was. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it anyway, but I'm just shocked they didn't do a better job of it, at least. I mean, it's like I told E.T., look, Hick, we're not your run-of-the-mill average sports fan. Yeah. We keep up with stuff. Yeah, I didn't know. You know, I, I know, know what's going on, and you know where things are, and what's I had happening. Knicks Pistons, that's what I know. Yeah, so yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I did not. Um, uh, yeah, we went to kind of went movie mode yesterday. I watched a little bit of of Miami, uh, North Carolina. But boy, mm-hmm. the, what a disappointment the the Canes are. I know they must have injured players or whatnot, but golly, a team that was in the Final Four, start of the season, in the top ten, and they're just horrid. Yeah. Um, does uh, Tyrese Halliburton's a great player, right? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Does he have a problem with uh, free throws? I don't know. Or no? I don't think so. Okay. Not that I'm just I know looking of. at a, a, a post. It says it's just sad at this point. He's at the free throw line and he's clanged a couple. Um, well, maybe but, he does. I, I don't. I don't. Or maybe I'm he's just ha- maybe he's just having a bad night last night. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So maybe it's just an off night. So. E, can you go to the uh, Google machine there? Give me Halliburton's free throw percentage. I can do that. I got it right here. I I saw a the the sweatshop is open for business. So deep. Oh yeah, in, he's eighty four percent. So it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep in a Pacific tropical locale. Yes. Unknown. Uh huh. There's a big warehouse constructed over a dirt floor. Mm-hmm. Seven 
slow ceiling fans, those big ceiling fans, whoosh, very quietly, whoosh, yeah. or mm-hmm. just keeping some sort of, and then the guys are sitting there, the CBS minions are sitting there, sweats pouring off their brow. They're just firing off mock drafts one after the other. Okay. And they'll be they'll come fast and furious. There'll be a mock draft today from people you've never heard of, barely of age to to travel, much less be put in these conditions. Okay. But I'm looking at one of the sweatshop mock drafts this morning and two things jump out to me. Okay. And then a third talk to me. And then a third thing trumped the first two. Okay. All right. So I'm going down the CBS Sports mock draft. The first thing that I noticed that surprises me, the Jags at number 17, Brock Bowers is on the board. Okay. Now, I know we said we would take Brock Bowers if he were on the board, but let me tell you who else, surprisingly, was on the board and who the Jaguars ultimately selected. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to the third uh, leg of this, which to me, uh, here locally, carried even more of a punch. Yeah. Roma Dunze. Oh. 17 overall out of Washington. You see him in a lot of top 10, the fantastic playmaking receiver. Okay. Okay, that's who they have the Jaguars taken. Okay, their official opinion on these mock draft selections comes from Rick Spielman. Okay. The former executive with the Dolphins and Vikings, among other, who was, by all accounts, set to become the team president here in Jacksonville. Checks watch 10 minutes ago. No? Remember? Yeah, sure. So let me ask you this because I do this and maybe I'm wrong, but whenever I see Rick Spielman's opinion about the Jaguars, I always hold it in a little bit higher regard because I like, I'm suspicious that he, he has some eyes and ears inside the building maybe okay. a little more than most because of his relationship and because he came so close to that. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So in talking about the Adunze pick, Spielman said this. I can't believe Roma Dunze is still on the board. Ridley, they are not going to sign back because of the draft compensation, and they need playmakers around Trevor Lawrence. That didn't say as insurance if they don't sign Ridley back. It didn't say in case they don't sign Ridley back. It didn't say Calvin Ridley's status is up in the air, so this would make sense. It says, quote, Ridley, they're not going to sign back. Mm-hmm. And they need playmakers around Trevor Lawrence. I heard. Uh, Does that concern you? Does that make you think one way or the other about their plans with Calvin Ridley, or is that just one former exec's opinion? Uh, makes me think. Uh, yeah, it holds yeah. a little. It holds some weight. I think it me makes too. Think. Just a little. Uh, one thing before we had to break, I heard uh, Pete on, and I went and looked at the picture. There's a picture of Gronk and uh, and Bowers going around. Okay, and Gronk dwarfs Bowers. Yeah. And I think Bowers was so good, we've never really paid particular attention. He's not real big. Well, I don't know. So, no, I looked, and it says he's 6'4", but we'll see. Grunt dwarfs him still? Yeah. Oh. Like, dwarfs him. And so, but Kittle's, Kittle was a small guy. I mean, Kittle grew into it. So, and listen, Bowers is such an athlete that, so, but it's the first time I've heard anything sort of not, and it wasn't negative. It was just like a little bit like, ooh. Because he looks big in college. Yeah. Right? He looks, he's uh, He's a what a playmaker, great hands too. Yeah. Be interesting oh, wow. to see where he falls. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's significantly bigger. He is. He is. He is uh, he's falling down that draft board a little bit, though. At times, we saw him up in the top five, maybe even way, way, way early in the yeah. mock draft. So uh, be down to eighteen after the Jaguars pick here. But again, who would you take if you had the choice? Adunza and Bowers both on the board. Who would I take? Yeah, that's a hard one. Isn't I'm not it? as. I'm not as. I didn't watch a ton of Washington. Mm-hmm. 
And when I saw him in the playoffs, he didn't stand out to okay. me. So I would take Bowers. Okay, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> if you're, I mean, straight up, if you're asking me, I Bowers to me, I can remember saying at some point during his college career that I'm not sure if there's a better college football player than Brock Bowers. Yeah. He should be a Heisman candidate. That's fair. And I know he, he, he wouldn't win that it because he would times. never get the stats, but I don't remember ever – Thinking that about I guess, Rome Adunze. I, I do think, and now, again, again, who knows? Well, what if they let, I mean, we know we got a good tight end. If I stay true it, to just my eyes yeah. watching the game and not worry about all the pieces of the puzzle, I would take Bowers. If Adunze is going to be Jamar Chase, would that change your opinion? Yes. Okay. That's the comp, right? <laughs> That's the hope that you're yes. getting there. Because I can see us looking back. I We had Evan hey. Ingram. Hey. Huh? But, but E, it wouldn't change Jeff's opinion. Hey. He'd still take Bowers. <laughs> what, what about this? What about this? We... Uh-huh. We uh-huh. had Evan Ingram. Uh-huh. We drafted Brent Strange in round two. Yeah. Roman Unze sitting there, 2,000-yard yeah. oh, receiver. Yeah. We yeah. go tight end. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, nah. If we were to get, like, uh-huh. a guy like Brock Bowers and we have Evan Ingram, do we do, do we need a true number one wide receiver? No. I, no, you don't. You just, you just. We need to have two but, tights but, out there a lot. But right. we, we yeah. need some more receivers. Again, sure. this is all on the assumption that. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you do with Ridley. Just from a body standpoint, if they let Ridley go, then Zay's got to come back. No? I mean, you can't just go. To. Of course he does. Christian Kirk and a bunch of, you know, no, unproven. Of course, he of course he does. And we'll see what happens in veteran free agency. All right, we got to take a break. 641-1010. Come kind, come courteous, come correct. He is. We had to break. Tell them what they're going to win. $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash, plus a free tire rotation from Tires Outlet. Welcome back to the program. We're rocking and rolling here on a Tuesday. Having a good time. I have seen the future process. His name is Max Kranick. Okay. Max Kranick gave me two scoreless settings. He'll be our fifth starter, hopefully, uh, as we head towards we're going, we're going the start deep, gate. Huh? Max Kranick is trying to beat out Jose Buto. Okay. <laughs> going Tyler deep McGill. On, yeah, that's what we need. On deep on Mets pre spring training up shout there, out, sorry. Shout out to D. Murph. He'll be headed up there uh today, I guess. He's Tuesday, doing, Wednesday, wasn't it? I think it's Wednesday, Thursday okay. he's doing the games. I believe. Maybe not. Is it today? Hold on, I thought it was Tuesday, Wednesday. The so Cardinals and the Marlins. I saw an article on him again. He's he's excited. Yeah. Uh we're excited to watch. And uh our guy, if you don't know, Daniel Murphy will be doing Yeah, it might be today. Yeah. Yeah, it is today. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Marlins Mets today at one o'clock at SNY. Daniel Murphy uh, with Ron Darling and Gary Cohen will be doing the game. I don't know how we can find that though, unfortunately. I wish I could watch that. I don't because you package, have SN, uh, SNY? No, there's no, no SNY. No, you get the baseball package, but that doesn't start yet. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I I mean I'm sure it's up on the on the bird as we used to say somewhere. You have to just dial it in, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully we can get some. Well, we can get some clips off SNY.com, and uh, we'll have those uh, and and play those. Obviously, he won't be in tomorrow because he's doing the Cardinals game tomorrow. Unless he totally just goes bad today and they don't ask him back. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, Gary. I never liked you. There's only one thing I wanted to do. Bam! It's Gary right now. Not an intriguing either or for you, mm-hmm. and it may decide obviously on what we 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 get a little ahead of ourselves in the combine speeds up that process when we think and talk draft because free agency comes first and inevitably there'll be some cause and effect there. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. don't you think the Jaguars' plans at receiver in the draft are greatly impacted by whether or not they can sign Calvin Ridley? Well, sure. Of course. Yeah, they'll take a higher pick if you don't. Like a first round or the 17th pick. You could. It would be, yeah. you know, again, there's those that say we need to go big, 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 but, you know, you you do have to replace your, your skill talent. So, 
Here's an interesting either or. Okay. I <clears throat> this I started down this path just thinking about our <clears throat> quote unquote locals, right? The state of Florida prospects. Okay. And FSU has two in, in the first round. Would you rather draft Jared Verse or Keon Coleman? Uh, I'd rather have Jared Verse. You'd rather have Verse? Yes. Yeah. Even if no Ridley and then address the receiver, you know, somewhere else down the line? Me personally, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, the reason I asked the question, I don't I, think there's I a bad like, answer. Well, I like, I don't, I'm not sold on Keon Cole. I, again, yeah. I like Jared Verse better as a football player. So I would take Jared Verse over Keon Coleman. I thought Jared Verse did it. Keon Coleman, like, flashes. Yeah. You know, I, so that's what I would do. But what, well, how about you? I would take Verse also. E, what about you? I ain't gonna lie, it was a clean sweep because I agree. Okay. I don't think Coleman like did it consistently enough. Yeah, but Verse was he was more of that guy all throughout the, uh, like, his time there. Keon Coleman had fifty eight catches for seven ninety eight at Michigan State. He had fifty for six fifty eight last year, and eleven touchdowns. So I'll give him that eleven touchdowns, and he's a big kid. He made some big plays, he did, right? He, did. he, made, he did. went up and but got fifty some balls. catches is not like no. wow me, you know. Here's what I see the Jags doing. It would be even worse. They go in a different position, and then they they double back. I, you mark my words right now. That uh, uh, Wilson, Johnny Wilson. Yeah, he's no good. Okay, he is going to be somebody's pain in the butt who drafts him in like round two. Okay. That guy can't catch, Dan. I don't know a lot of things about the NFL, but through the years, I have learned this covering it. If you can't catch, you're not going to be a good draft pick at the receiver position. That dude drops too many balls. You like, get some of these physical. The NFL defenders on him. I'm just telling you. That like, guy's if you gonna... give me the Odunze kid, he had 92 catches last year. That's what I'm saying. That's almost twice as many as Keon Coleman. So that's why oh, Malik Neighbors had 89 catches last year. Those are the guys, you know, okay. That Xavier Leggett kid that I like had 71 catches. You know, Marvin Harrison didn't have a good quarterback and still had 67 catches and 14 touchdowns. So. Uh, the Thomas kid had 17 touchdowns and 68 catches. I can deal with that. 50 does not a first-round pick make, in my opinion. But I also respect the fact that the size. Now, when you get to 6'7", my, my concern isn't that he can't catch, my con- which should be, by the way. You're right. But my concern is always, you know, can you get off the ball in the NFL? Can you get off the, of off the jam, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm more... I'm more Jared Verse guy than uh, I would take Jared Verse. I would take, yeah. I uh, the, this. And by the this way, I also, team, I also don't get this like like these conversations. If I took if I took an edge rusher in the first round, which by the way I don't think they're going to do. Okay, I would take an interior offensive lineman over Jared Verse. But you said either or, I would take him. But I would also think. I'm not taking him just to come in and rush the passer on third down. In other words, if I take him, he's going to play the edge a lot, and Trayvon's going to play inside a lot, and then Trayvon might go outside. and inside, you know, but there are Three of those guys are going to be on the field a lot. Let me ask you this question. Anyway. I, Let I, me I, ask you this question, and yes, uh, yeah, I think it, 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 it corresponds a little bit to that verse or Coleman. Yes, sir. 2022, Jags went to the playoffs. They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. They brought in Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They let Arden Key go. Yep. Was the was the passing game any better no. with Ridley than it was with Zay, with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk the year before? Not really. No. Was the pass rush any better or worse without? I know they got to a higher number thanks to those two dudes, but they missed Arden Key, right? They got nothing from anybody. You're not going to get that kind of production from two dudes every year. And if they hadn't, if they'd have just gotten good years, 
out of Allen and 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 Trayvon. Twelve for Allen, seven and a half for Trayvon. They'd had twenty eight sacks. Yeah, you know. So point being, at least from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. That edge rusher proved to be a lot more valuable not having than than the receiver that you added any value that he added to you. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I, you know, the Spielman on Ridley thing, just to circle back to that one time before yeah. we're done, that's still, that, that, that just, that makes me wonder a little bit what the plan is. And maybe the plan is to roll the dice and let him go into free agency and try and sign him there. And then you only lose a third rounder and not the second rounder. But there's this reality too. T. Higgins, uh, T. Higgins got the got the tag yesterday. Yeah. Well, what does that do now to Ridley's value? It moves him up. It moves him up. Oh, he said that. Right. There's right. less available. That's been being talked about when you know T. Higgins is out and uh, Evans is going to be out as well. I'm pretty sure. And then all of a sudden Ridley's going to be the coveted one. And somebody's going to overpay for Probably. him if you let him hit free agency. You know they're saying the Falcons. A lot of people are saying the Falcons going to end up with the draft pick and Calvin Ridley. I don't know. We Ooh, shall that see. Would be, that would be shades of uh, the movie Draft Day. One of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite uh, moments uh, during the course of the show, through through the weeks and months and year and leading into years. One of my favorite uh, moments are when you get to react mm-hmm. to my assertion that I stumbled onto genius. That yeah. I've come up with a genius idea that separates me that from the rest next? from the rest of mortal humanity. Okay. Yeah. So I get I, to react. I, yeah, I will get to tell you. Like sometimes, like like DJ throw it away. Way. Yeah, I mean, that's me, right? Yeah. So this is I how you a, stole it. Yeah, you thought I stole right. This yeah. is such a good idea that you're going to think, "Wow, why didn't somebody else think of this already?" Okay. That and more when we return. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. One on to the look truck. forward to. All right, I'm excited. I've been waiting on pins and needles. I'm ready to hear your take. Oh, okay, yeah, this is a good one. I think it's uh, timely, uh-huh. and I think it can uh, your hot take. I, I, I think both sides your can, idea. can accept this. Uh-huh. I think this could become a tradition, a second tradition in and of itself, if you just let it breathe and consider. Mm-hmm. The proposal I'm about to make you. I'm listening to the hey, there, proposal. There, there's, a, there's a lot of controversy, and rightly so, around storming the court in particular in college athletics. Because okay. the court is a much more confined, it's quick, right. you can't get out of the way. It's mm-hmm. a little different than football, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to, I don't think it's a care and take to see based on what happened this weekend that something needs to change. I don't think you're... You've gone soft, or okay. that if if you think if you if it gives you pause, yeah, that you can put people in this and what we have not done in this country or in the sports world is pay attention. There have already been tragic examples of this of the court storming in the past. There are a number of them. Okay, I read an article today. There was a a player at Colorado um, who who tore his non shooting shoulder in a dog pile when a uh, the 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 Yes, sir. Oh, dear. When the court was stormed. Okay. Uh, 2013, uh, forward C.J. Leslie had to lift uh, a student, Will Prevet, to safety after the senior was thrown from his wheelchair during a court storming. There have been a bunch, okay? Okay. So, never mind that. You know what happened with Duke and Wake Forest this weekend by now. I I can, by the way, live or die. I I mean, I can give or take with the court storming, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But here, to me, would be what could become, become fun. Okay. How about we change to this? 
game ends, clock starts with two minutes. Okay. Okay. You, you you give a quick handshake. You let the visitors get into their locker room, mm-hmm. and you count down that two minutes down, and you build the fever and the excitement. You've already, your video team has already put together <laughs> a game package of the dunks and the excitement, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you build that too. Then you hit that final buzzer again, uh-huh. and you let them run onto the court. Okay. You've gotten everyone out. They're gone. The the, the home team can All stay right. and celebrate. All they right. can jump around, jump around. But you've let the visitors. Because, Dan, we've, it's gotten so bad we overlooked this part. Mm-hmm. You and me have just had one heck of a competition. We have gone at it tooth and nail for 60 minutes. Yeah. The game ends. I'm devastated. And here comes some snot-nosed, long-haired student out of the stands who runs down with his cell phone, sticks it in my face, yeah. and calls me names. Okay. Okay. I mean, these students have shown remarkable restraint, not knocking these half of these jokers, the hockey sticks out already. You, you follow me? Yeah, I'm, that's a good, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. So here's where it is. You started everywhere. And listen, for those that don't care, they can all get up and leave. And that two-minute clock can run down and, yay, it's over. But the ones just build it up. Yeah. These places know when they're going to storm, Dan. You get a feeling about halfway through the second half what's going on, don't you? We've been in those places before. Oh, yeah. You get the feeling, oh, they're going to storm the court. Oh, yeah. And in the meantime, you got to hire some people and put some ropes up. And then all it would take a couple of weeks for people to understand what the deal is. Okay. There you go. Not a bad idea. Ah, you know. I'm trying. You're trying. That's all you can do. <laughs> uh, so, sometimes it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I read. I did read a story. I mean, there, there was a high school kid who the, 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 they stormed the court after and – it like it separated or, or or punctured his carotid artery. Never regained oh, full geez. movement. I mean, oh, there's just boy. so many um, already sobering accidents from these situations. And again, don't come at me like I'm soft or I'm being a Karen. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not, don't come at me. This isn't at the, at the top of my priority list. I personally myself, I don't see the. I don't see the attraction. You like, know, if I were at a game and they won the last thing, young, old, now, yesterday, tomorrow, or 40 years ago, running down onto the court never appealed to me. No. No. I don't get it. But anyway. People like it. Sure. Uh, do you know who uh, 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 J.B. Smoove, the actor, is? Either of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actor, comedian. Yeah. He is a funny dude on this Curb Your Enthusiasm show. They're still doing that Larry David show, and they've got a new series out, this or new you know episodes out. Another season. God, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's a funny dude, man. He lives with Larry. <laughs> he took him in like during, I think he took him in like during one of the hurricanes and they just, he ended up staying with him. <laughs> but it is a funny, it is a funny show, man. The way they tie all these different storylines well, I, I started. Together. I started watching it. You did? I never watched the show. Uh-huh. And I bounced around it. I don't like starting shows in season one. I always find they're searching for themselves then. I like to pick up shows like in season two. Well, if Whether it's The Office or like Seinfeld. It's like season 12 now. Or, and then they had a big lull in between. Did they? Larry David's an old guy now. Yeah, yeah. But he's still doing it. He's, he married a lady and he's miserable. and he, But she has some issues. So they begged him six months. So he's been counting down to when he gets six months is up. He's a nut. So he, yeah, he's seventy six years old now. So, but it's a it's a he showed his chops on that show. I mean, it was you know Seinfeld got all the credit, but Larry David was the mastermind behind Seinfeld, and it's Seinfeld esque in terms of a show sad. about nothing. It's, it's just a little more bitter. It's, yeah, it's a more it's a right. bitter Seinfeld. He channels everything that annoys you. 
It's a Larry. It's a, if you yes. if you trend like you know he he yeah he he's a lightning rod for me a little bit. Yeah, I, I, he has some of the same reaction. Well, what do you mean? Why? Right. Why can't I? Yeah, like 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 I'll just give you one example. and We'll move on. But like they go to their club, and and they they order breakfast. Okay, they start ordering with the the waitress. The waitress says, "Well, I'm sorry, but breakfast is done. We've switched over to our lunch menu." And Larry goes, why? Yeah. And he, she goes, well, because it's 11.10, it, was, it ends at 11. Well, what's different? You know, why is it different? What was different between 10.50 and 11, you know, 11.05? And so he goes, go back and ask the chef if he can make us, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And they get into this, and he gets in this whole, why is it any different? It shouldn't be any different. The chef is back there. He, what, you got to crack eggs at 11.05 versus 10.55? What's it? So it right. was like, it, and that's well, what real do. things. They yeah. do a lot of those things yeah. that you're always like, well, why is that? So, so she brings out, so she ends up getting them all their, their, their breakfast, and then everybody around him is like, well, how come he got eggs? Well, I want eggs. And then like, I want eggs. And then it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's always just, like that's that. how it works. So that's kind of he's always getting into these neurotic episodes yeah. that are way overstated that right. he doesn't need to be in. Um, uh, uh, the Mean Girls don't lose much. They lost last night. Apparently, I, I guess uh, uh, Mia Offered up a similar suggestion. Great minds think alike, but I most certainly did not, quote, steal ideas from the lunch bunch. Ah, interesting. She she had that same idea uh, earlier, apparently. So, Mm -hmm, good. mm -hmm. Maybe together we'll be champions for the cause. Yes, I love that. Just an idea. Yeah. Um, Gosh, what was I about to say, man? The Mean Girls. Yeah, so the Mean Girls... That's uh, the U.S. soccer team. For yeah, those who don't and, know the and I don't know if they're still the Mean Girls. They're not, or not. the Mean Girls yeah, anymore. That, that Most group, of the that, Mean Girls have right. shuffled out. Yeah, the Mean Girls we just didn't like because they're just full of themselves, little narcissists. Like that little Rapino just thinks her, you know, her breath don't stink, right? We, yeah, she's we're not a big fan of her. She's bigger and better than anyone uh, who's ever walked. Just ask her. No, no, and, right? If you do, and by the way, God's not real. If you think she had an injury, she's yeah. just a yeah. a miserable human being. Kind of is. Yeah. If you want your daughters to. You know, use her as a role model for sports and hard work and everything it takes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that. Not big fans. Not so much. Not Correct. big fans. Correct. Anyway. But it uh, looks like it looks like now they're mostly uh, the new the new wave. Like new Rodman's way. daughter is right. Isn't she on that team? And Correct. Yeah. But anyway. And so it, it, it's it's I guess what I'm saying is it's once again safe to root for. Him. Correct. It's it's safe to root for the Alex Morgan is sort of the holdover. Yeah, she never quite reached the the Mean no. Girls stage that some no. of the other ones did. But the Mean Girls lost last night at home to Mexico, something that hadn't happened in forever. Uh, that one in a good. Day. Yeah. That one good. And to, they're to the point now that there are, quote, no easy games. And I think the, the, the era of the dominance of U.S. women in, in soccer, and I think it is important to be said while we, uh, while we battle and complain about what the progress is not made, that the reason we dominate women's sports is because we – treated our girls better here than any other country in the world in history. And it's important yeah. to keep sight of that, right? While we, you know, uh, strive at times for even more. But uh, it wasn't just that they lost to Mexico 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. Their first defeat to Mexico since 2010. Oh, boy. But I noticed that the young lady for Mexico that won the game was former Gator. Who is it? Uh, Myra Palayo, I believe. Oh, yeah. don't remember her. No, I don't either. Um, you know, Florida won a soccer title years ago with mm-hmm. Abby Wambach, who mm-hmm. was a terrific 
uh, U.S. women's soccer player, but uh, Florida's women's team hadn't been real great of late, have they? FSU's won natties, the women. Oh, yeah. I think they may be the reigning two-timers. Yeah, Florida's awful. Yeah. Florida's falling apart. But anyway, uh, Mean Girls, our former Mean Girls, go down last night, but, and it was a former Gator that beat them, but they lost to Mexico. First time 15, 14, 15 years. What are the Arizona Cardinals up to? What do you mean? <laughs> Just what? when you thought they were returning to some sort of normalcy, they, the Cardinals are an interesting organization. And I never could figure them out, and I don't know what they're up to. So yesterday... Here in the middle of February, or the end of February, if you will, I guess we're towards the end. We're, what is today, E? Is it the 27th? 27th? Today is the 27th. We have a leap year day this year. So some of you will be turning like three years old who are 12 and such. You know how that works. Yeah, I, know. I never liked that. It was but stumped. that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, got, I got a leap year. Can you name a f- uh, former Jaguar born on leap day? Yes, I can. Okay. Mark Brunel. No, that's not true. Bryce Pop was a, a leap day baby. Did not know that's that. That's why we only got one out of good one year out of every four we got mm-hmm. from him. Yeah. But anyway, so yesterday the Cardinals posted a, just on social media a picture of Kyler Murray uh, and put our franchise quarterback. I thought we yeah. already knew that. What what are they up to? What's the deal? I, I, I don't know. Dave, that's been a weird thing. Doesn't matter who the coaches are, who yeah. the GMs are. The Kyler thing is weird, dude. It's been weird the whole dude, time. That's what I mean. It never changes. He had that one stretch of 10, 11 games where yeah. he, he looked, 2021, I think it was, where he looked like he might be the MVP. Yep. And it's just been one thing after another. Remember they gave him the contract and they first told him that he had to study? Yeah. He wasn't allowed to play video games yeah. certain times of the year. And then he, he kind of took a little longer coming back from that ACL that you would suspect. Finally did play this year, and I thought played pretty good. Three and five. He threw uh, 10 touchdowns, Bad five team. picks. Bad team. Terrible 1,800 team. yards in eight games, which would have got you 3,600 yards. Completed 65% of his passes. Um, yeah, he seemed fine. He's um, kind of Trevor numbers, to be honest. Yeah, he only played half the year, but though. But if you, if, oh, you, yeah. if you double him out, then yeah. he's going to get about Trevor's yards because you're leaving. There's a 17th game. It's not... A little more than a double. Ran for 244 yards in half a year. Yeah, which is about, you know, his second year he ran for 819 yards. That's when he was really taken off and running. That was his one year. He's run for 20, almost 2,500 yards in his career. Um, but he's 28 and 36 as a starter. He's thrown 94 touchdowns, only 46 picks. I mean, his rating is 92.2. I mean, he certainly... Been good. It's a start. I think he's a guy that you can win if you got around him. Yeah. You know, it's not a guy who's – they tried, remember? They went and got, got Nook. They, they they tried to put a team together. It yeah. just didn't work. Didn't work, and they had to restart, reshuffle, and then they yeah. got really and bad. And it started to work, right? I mean, did they get Hopkins before or after that 10-11 game start in 2021? Did they start and then they got him? I can't remember they exactly. Had they had him already. He was I, part of that I, whole season. I'm not positive. They went nine and five. Well, he went nine and five. And then, you know, three and eight and then three and five. The last, so he's been hurt. Obviously, he did the ACL in 22 at the end of the year, which kept him out of half the year this year. Okay. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. You want to do brunch with the tour? Uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk golf as they. What do we uh, got? Honda this week? Yeah, we're good. The Florida. We got some, got some sort of swamp, name baby. on it now. Cognizant. I, it's like the Constantinople Open. I mean, what are we doing? That's what it is. It's the Honda. Constantinople. It's Jack's tourney, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, No one knows, really. The don't PGA we, don't Tour, we shuffle? They're going to make that announcement on Brunswick. Don't Tour. we shuffle Jack up to the booth at Honda and he talks about the hospital? The bear and he, trap. Remember the bear trap. And Jack is no. This sp- is where our boy Clock would play well. Yeah. Jack is no spring chicken anymore. That's true. Jack is up there. Yeah. 
Love Jack. Jack and Barb. All right. Well, we'll uh, talk a little golf. Can you give I, me an age on Jack, please? Uh, yeah, I can. I can tell you exactly how old he is. Okay, okay? good. Okay, because he was 46 and 86. That's right. So if you go 86 to now, it would be 40 years. So that would make him 86 minus 2. He's 84. Okay. Huh? This is the drill. All right. A little brunch with the tour. We catch up on all things PGA Tour. We got Tommy Alter in today. Let's go. We've sat in amazement uh, today, this morning. We, we've talked about how... You know, that match seems like it's had a lot more pre-event publicity and marketing than this year. It's not It's not very often that a sporting event gets not just past my radar, but past Dan's too. Never knew it was going on. Yeah, it yeah. didn't have a lot of buzz. Although, um, you know, they did incorporate the LPGA. Um, mm-hmm. Rosang and Lexi Thompson participated. Which I like that. Yeah, that was great. It's kind of neat. Rosang, more hats off to her. She's taking 20 hours of credits at Stanford yeah, while trying to be a professional. Well, player. and you know, wow. she had all that. That she Remember, she she won the NCAA and then turned around and won yeah. an LPGA event, right? Like her first one. Yeah, at Liberty National. And hadn't lived up to it. It's, it's, well, she's the, got the, so much going on. The Yang on. train's gone backwards from it's, there. It's it's tough to it's That tough Tiger to standard's it. a hard one. It don't matter if man, woman, exactly. child, if you're playing any kind of like, you know. <laughs> and everybody else out there has their great stories that they're trying to pursue, like um, – uh, like Jake Knapp last week in Mexico. Here's a guy who was a 29-year-old rookie on the PGA Tour, and he's he was a bouncer just a couple of years ago. And the next thing you know, he's uh, now a PGA Tour winner. He's going to the Players and the Masters, et cetera. Uh, the question that everyone asks me, and we're just a couple of weeks out, maybe the question is better ask is, what's the deadline for a pro to announce his intentions to play, play the Players? Of course, I'm talking about Tiger, elephant in the room yeah, here. That folks. would be the Friday before. That's so, when he would commit, right? That's which, when the which is a week from Friday, is. no? Yeah, it's pretty soon. Yeah, a week from Friday. Yes. And is it, are you, Friday would you expect to have known by now? Like, what could no. be? Well, first of all, in his prime time, uh, Tiger never committed till right. Friday at 4.30 every, every week. Okay. So that has kind of been his um, MO, you know, and we're just uh, hoping and, um you know, preparing that he'll play. And like I, I do the feature groups as we talk about, and I have two sets, one with Tiger and one without ah. Tiger. So uh, we're hoping that we get to use the, the Tiger group. Is Justin Thomas in Tiger's group? He will not be in, in Tiger's group. Enough of that. I little, read somewhere that he you, co- those you guys put them together a lot, Enough of right? those codependents. So, <laughs> I saw, yeah, it, it irked us that uh, that's the way it went down. But uh, I saw someone tweeted out death taxes and oh, Tiger no. Woods with Justin Thomas. So oh, uh, those golf you know, guys. not make that happen anymore. All right. That's okay. That's okay. But yeah. I, I will, you know, the plan is to pair him with other players' champions. You know, Did I celebrate Tiger? Because you remember, it is the 50th anniversary. We're trying to dive mm-hmm. into the history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's great. 50th anniversary is awesome. And, pretty cool. You know, you look back at it, and we'll talk more about it as we get closer, but you started. You've been to a bunch of them. Yeah, I've been going my first since was 86. 90, so. 87 was my first. Yeah. yeah. 91 That's was right. my first. I got you beat, buddy. You I go. got John Mahaffey, okay? John Mahaffey. Settle down. Great visor toss on the 72nd John Mahaffey. I was, uh, 91 was Elkington, right? Yeah. It was 87, Sandy Lyle? Or was Sandy that Lyle. Nick Price? I was standing right there when uh, the guy dove in the water. Al Valdez, shout out. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sluman has a putt to win. And, yeah, it was a little different back then. Kerplunk. Uh, Just looking at the footage, you see how much the courses come. Like, back in the day, uh-huh. the players looked like Cimarron. 
Like the ground. Come on now. It did. The golf course, the condition. It did. I'm sorry. It's a compliment. I will say it was. Yeah, uh, you don't. You can't go out there now and see brown grass. Give me a break. The first year I came here, the pros were threatening to leave because the greens were so terrible. Imagine that. Yeah. The uh, the it is really cool to go back and see the. It's unbelievable. From the, the early difference. Years oh, and, the old uh, clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That was so. Yeah. So we're Brady literally going the cart Yeah. Yeah. But we're. You know, Jack Nicholas is going to be on property on Thursday. We're hoping to incorporate him into some uh, celebrations. You mentioned Jack being part yes. of the tournament this week. Yes. The Cogson Classic in the Palm Beaches. Uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, but we're excited that when Honda decided to leave, you know, because they had a change of, um, you know, corporate direction. Mm-hmm. And we had Cognizant waiting in the wings, and uh, they were already a sponsor. What of is the, Cognizant? It, it is a consulting company let me ask you a question tommy what was do you know off the top of your head or around when jack nicholas's i think it was like this is one of the reasons why i love the guy it, because you know he's obviously the greatest but i remember i just remember in my mind him missing a cut at the players like do you remember when his last one would have been roughly well it's funny i interviewed it was here mid 90 early players, young yeah. 90s and so when he started playing here in 82 and beyond yeah, yeah. you know he, he was really on the back end yeah, of his yeah. career so he, really, he won the first couple right didn't he, he in won atlanta the first, okay he won the third right. and the fifth and yeah. he's still the only three-time winner of the players oh, how about that but he anyway won, go won ahead sawgrass but or he, no he he never he mm-hmm. won a sawgrass country, country club, club yeah, yeah. yeah that's what i meant and that was his uh he shot a 70 Five That's or seventy six in the that final could be a howling, round. howling wins, and he said that was the least fun he ever had winning a tournament. What was uh, so around? So when in TPC we... Sawgrass, he really doesn't have a very good record, right? Yeah. But but I remember what was his final year playing. I guess not, yeah, well, he would have had a five year exemption after winning the Masters in eighty six. So okay, it was, would have been in the. I just 90s. remember how gracious he was. He had missed the cut, and he was kind of sitting in a golf cart. And I went up and I talked to him and inter- interviewed him, and he was so cool. And you know, he knew. He, I mean, obviously, he was at the tail end of his career, right? And I don't rem- I just remember it. Wow, this you know this is Jack Nicholas. Well, we talked about eighty seven was my first, yeah. And, and my assignment was to go get an interview with Jack. You mm-hmm. know, on the heels of mm-hmm. uh, he's the reigning Masters champion, he's going right. back to defend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's shoot for the stars on our first. And I yeah. meet him on the 18th green after a practice round. He's yeah. like, well, I'm going to go hit balls and I'll meet you down by the practice tee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure he is. <laughs> and I stand there and I set up and I keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And sure enough, he comes out and he hits like 20 balls. He comes over and now at this time. The lighting is perfect. It's magic hour, and I just not only get the interview, but it looks amazing, and it just is a testament to what a great I, He must have come back to do it just as a send-off, but Jack Nicholas did not play uh, the players in 91, 2, 3, or 4. He did play in 1995 and missed the cut, so that was Maybe probably that was a it. send-off yeah, here probably. that he, he uh, showed up here. I don't yeah. I don't know what the former player's champ. He can play forever, no? He no, need no, the five no, right. no, 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 no. no. Oh, five years. Yeah. Even for the players' championship, yes. yeah. okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he won three of those. Also had a top five. And once the the tournament moved to stadium, of course, he never did much. Yeah, but that's he was not, also old. Yeah. yeah, fifty well, years yeah. old by then. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was past his prime. But he yeah. will be very involved and cognizant the the tournament. Um, and that's where our guy Stuart Moore is this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to take the heavy hitter down there. Yeah, it's okay. uh, transitioning with that tournament. Like set on heavy. It's <laughs> Jack is um, even when he's not here. Is his foundation is a real beneficiary. Yes. Uh, the tournament will provide more than I have a million dollars for the. I have a conspiracy theory. That Eight was, million? No, more than a million, I said. Oh, more than a million. It'll be. That's a, awesome. Two, right. Approximately. Two. Some would say conspiracy theory. I would say observation. And okay. yes, I'm not asking anyone to play family counselor for the, for the Woods family. Yes. But can we agree on this? 
Tiger knew exactly what was going to happen when Charlie qualified on Thursday. He yes. knew he was going to go out there and shoot in the 80s and yes. get completely humbled and embarrassed and then come home. Isn't it fascinating to wonder what led to Charlie playing that event? Charlie was like, well, I'll show you. I'm I, that's sure, what, that's that's what, what I'm teenage, wondering. It's, that's what teenage correct. sons do. Tiger's like, okay, big boy, yeah, your mama can take you to that one because you're about to get your clock cleaned. I'm just, and the whole I'm world so, went crazy. They forget him. He's the fifth man on his high school team. I, I knew right. he right. It's just like Tiger <laughs> knew. Great. It's like, what are we doing? You know, yeah. it's, it's just, I don't know. It's to fascinating credit, to me. Though, he, you know, he, he shot yeah, he did. 12 on one yeah. hole, but he, he finished it out. Yeah, he did. Signed his scorecard. It's just fascinating to me that Tiger knows. Yes. Like, it's not like he's telling him, oh, yeah, he's not encouraging. It's not like Earl pushing Tiger into stuff because he knew he yeah. could beat people. Oh, okay, they're a tough guy. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the tournament is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, at uh, PGA National again. Uh, one change to the golf course is the 10th hole used to be a long par four. Well, years and years ago, it was a par five. And anyway, it's being reverted back to a par five. So the scores will look a little bit better because, you know, people will be making birdies instead of uh, pars. So um, that's one significant change. But I expect that there'll be lots of balls in the water around the bear trap, and there'll be lots of drama. That tournament has a lot of playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. there's always something at stake coming through those finishing holes. What's your favorite uh, grouping do you have this week? What have you put together? Do you have one that stands out that you like? Well, we haven't published them yet, so I can't really share. But you can expect to see uh, a couple of the Cognizant Champions, a.k.a. uh, the Honda Classic. Um, together because we want to n- let people know that this tournament does have some history. Jack Nicklaus won it when it was at Inver- Inverary, and, you know, mm-hmm. Tom Weisskopf and Jackie Gleason was involved in the tournament. So this tournament's been around for, you know, a long time. All right, we're going to head to break in a minute. We're going to do our picks right now. I just also want to tell the Googans that we do have a couple tickets to the practice round on Tuesday at the Players. So uh, you got to come kind, you got to come courteous, you got to come correct. 641-1010. We'll get to that in a second because E first. We have to do our picks. Let's do it. And we have to catch everybody up on where they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently I'm in last place now, which is not good. But I'm a loser, so I'm not surprised. Um, I can't pick my nose, let alone pick anything in sports. That's why I walk to work and lather myself up with mayonnaise. But mm. with that aside, I made 19000 last week. I got $2.6 million. He has 2.7. Jeff has 3.6. And the tour has 4.9. The Big winner Boom. last week was E with Finau and the Jaeger bomb, 443. Jaeger came through in the final round. Yeah, so yeah. No, no, nobody had any big move, though. Is this a uh, – how much does a winner get on this one? This is not elevated. It's not, not elevated. elevated. It's okay. about the same. It's going right. to be like $1.9 million. All right, okay. So, uh, with that said, it looks like yours truly goes first, E second, Jeff third, the tour, representing by Tom Alter, who I keep play, pleading with to just go with Bobby McIntyre and Kevin Yu. But he won't do it. Bobby McIntyre plays well in the wind. Okay, well, then what a great time to go we, roll Before it we out get there. into the picks, I wanted yeah. to ask you about something if it's going to become a, a, a. I meant to do it, we're almost out of time, so that's why I'm circling back. But I'm a, uh-huh. I'm a big YouTube golf fan. I watch all these YouTube golf channels, and I saw they're putting in a qualifier for the Myrtle Beach PGA Correct. event where they're inviting 16 YouTube golfers yes. to claim that one spot. Now, listen, YouTube. Uh, along with. Uh, other, Some corn fairy, but, yeah, 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 but there's only fairy. there's only 16 total though. No, correct, right? But they're mostly YouTube guys, Tom. I know every name on that list. I watch them. It's all. There's like a, it's like there's a few. I think it's a uh, 16 man field. Half half is YouTubers uh, well, and half are and some are both. Like the like the the uh, like the good good guys and, and the uh, Brian brothers. Yeah, Those exactly. guys have done both, exactly. right? So anyway, 
Is that something we're going to see for the, I don't want to say lesser events, but the events we are, are leaning we gonna, into a, a smaller event trying to do something different, and we are experiencing, and it's, it's the good, good it's people, to Dan, for the one sponsor exemption. Right, for one exemption. The good, good guys put together a YouTube-only golf championship, and it throttled live on the same platform. Oh, yeah. YouTube streams. Mm-hmm, it got mm-hmm, like 10 mm-hmm. times more. And Good Good has become partners with NBC Golf and Channel. And some other stuff, yeah. They, they're fun. My, my, yeah. The focus group of my nephew and my son, they watch Good Good my all 19, the time. I watch my it all the time. I love old. it. Yeah. My 19-year-old yeah. watches it all the time. I love all it. The time. Yeah, I watch it all the time. Yeah, he doesn't all even play that much. He yeah. likes the game. He's learned, but he's it's playing just baseball. Fun. But yeah. he just wants fun to watch yeah. it. To me, Tiger's advice when he was asked, you know, what's one tip you give her when he goes, Stop watching YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, I don't get your golf tips. From I think YouTube. Tiger meant from tips. Yeah, I don't watch yeah. the good, good no, golf no, no, channels no, no, for tips. No. I watch them just tips. for their games. They're, they're to entertaining watch them. and they're, yeah, they're I, good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Anyway. All right. So uh, with that said, it's the Cognizant, which is the old Honda. Uh, first pick for me, and I have to take Rory McElroy. He's a heavy favorite. So I'll, and he, he played well last night. He won 10 skins, I was told. So. You have to take him. I got to take him. Yes. Yeah. You so that, that leads us to E. With the chalk pick of Cameron Young. Young money, come holla at your boy. <laughs> did you take Cameron Young? Or did. Right now, E, he's tied with you for career PGA Tour victories. Hey, I don't want to hear none of that. Cameron Young, come on <laughs> But down. you know, he's a good pick. He's, he played <laughs> I'm going to well take um, Chris Kirk. Oh. oh. I thought he might go. Oh. He is the defending champion. Yes. yes. Shout out to him, and he won earlier this year. Okay. So I'm going to take the guy who won the year prior to him, which is Sepp Straka. Yeah. Another okay. Georgia Bulldog. And you get to take another one. Okay. Coming back down. Well, then right. I'm going to go. Your cheat sheet. Yeah, I'm going to go with another Georgia Bulldog. No, you're Bulldog. not. So you're going to take both guys that I was going to take next? And he also won this event, Russell Henley, yeah. oh, who that's... also has a T8 and a T3 in his last um, mm-hmm. two, three seasons. And to clarify, we don't cuss on the show, right? Nobody cusses. No. Okay. We do not cuss. Bro, that's just outright un. Slapping, believable! What this Joker just did to me. You stole I two literally. Of his picks. Were the well two? Done. I figured one of those two I'm going to get on the. Well, I came prepared because I knew that uh, uh, McElroy and I, at least know, one other guy. Dude, who I don't. I don't. I don't know how to gone. approach this, and I'm sure this dude has played on the European tour since we last saw him at Pebble Beach. But I got a dude who's played four times this year on PGA Tour. He's got a seven, a one, and a three. Pretty good. You guys oh. know what I'm talking about? Matthew Pavon? Matthew Pavon. Yeah. yeah. Who lives in South Florida. I'm going to take Matthew Pavon, the I'm dude. I'm sorry. It's, it's Matteau. Now, <laughs> Pavon, Pavon was third at Pebble, and he won Farmers the week before that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to go Pavon. Okay. Well, I love it, but I'm going with Pavon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay kind Number of. Number one in the FedEx Cup. If you think it's butter, but it's not. It's, it's Pavon. Pavon. I'm going to stay kind of chalky and take another big name. I, but, yeah, I don't. I think Fitzpatrick. he's played very well, but Fitzy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Patrick, yep. hey, Dan, I hate to do it, but it was my turn, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, and guess who I'm taking? Fitzy. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's fine. I did that on purpose. Good, because that, that, that lets me pick Tom Kim. I'll go with Tom, Tom Kim. Kim. Yeah. So Ricky Fowler stays on the board. Yeah, I thought he, does. he might go fast. No, go fast. we'll go with Tom Kim. I like Tom Kim. Hey, one last note. Yes, um, sir. Luke Donald, a former champion, is uh-huh. uh, going to be working for NBC in the booth this week. So, Ooh. you know, he's really insightful. I don't know if... Interesting. Is this like a little the energy? Obviously, or? golf doesn't need um, you know Tony Romo energy, but it needs some energy. But he's really an insightful guy, and um, he is a bit of a tryout. So I'd be curious to see how he does. So, so hopefully, fans have we not? Uh, 
Kisner is not full time. Like he's not the replacement for Zinger. Who is? Do we have they, one? They or have no? no full time replacement. I think Kiz is doing some. They're trying them out. Yeah, they're trying them out. Because I, I've noticed, and I'm, I follow. But I don't think most people care. Like I don't think Prosser cares, and he right. watches all. But I do, and I like the powerful Johnny Miller. Yeah, agree. I well, like Johnny those guys. was you know amazing, one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, Hall of Famer. Yeah, in the booth too. But so they've been trying out like yeah, I need a two, guy. Uh, not two. They've been trying out three and Faxon's four. Faxon's fine, booth. but he's not the guy. Yeah, Kisner's fine, but he ain't the guy. I need a guy. Yeah. Well, Kisner, he's okay. He's new. Yeah, I well, get it. See. I get it. I'm just telling he, you. He seemed to be better accommodated for when he and Smiley Kaufman were on the 16th tee at WM. You know, in that circus. He, yeah. He was really entertaining okay. doing that. Okay. But to your point, you need someone sitting in the big chair. Yeah. And, um, Big chair is important yeah, to and, me. And he may, he may not be the guy. He, he might and, still. And let's give probably, him a chance. You, yeah, that's TV's fair. hard. That's fair. He's been and doing you, it for and like you a, And you probably like, got to have a little bit better resume, too. Yeah, all, that's the only thing. I, a little bit better yeah, resume. Three or four wins. So, no majors. Anyway, great seeing you, Tommy. Thanks for coming in. Tommy Alter, Brunch with the Tour. We got uh, Locket Law High School Report yes. on deck. And uh, FSU fan, you may want to hang around because we're going to talk a little uh, football when we yes, come back. One of your signees. All right, we got a special guest today. Uh, we've been talking about this young man. We've heard about this young man. If you follow football, you've been reading about this young man for quite some time. He burst onto the scene over there at Reigns High School. Why are you Lil Sol on Twitter, Solomon? Well, I say I'm putting Lil Sol as my nickname because we already have uh, Solomon Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which everybody calls him Big Soul. Okay. And, like, he's become a big brother to me, so okay. I put my name as Lil Soul. Good dude, by uh, the some, way. Some irony there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big Saul, for those, this is Solomon Thomas, by the way. He's an offensive lineman from Reigns. He's class of 25. He's a verbal commitment to FSU. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, big Saul, a lot of people don't know this, but we did a story on him a few years ago. He was a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am, too. No, you're not. Yeah. You're a lifeguard, too? Yes, sir. So am I. No, you're not. Well, I was in the Coast Guard, so yeah. technically. He, he joined the All Coast right. Guard. He didn't know how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, chill, that, chill, You know chill. what you call that? That's guts right there. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. That's he guts and he faith. Did. Yeah. He did. All right, well, little Sol. So when did you – I mean, give a size, by the way, first. This guy – and he's it put together a, mature. A he's a mature-looking 17-year-old, yeah. man. He's, oh, yeah. Like, he's not – like, it doesn't look like he's got baby fat on him. That's a, a, a big dude. Give me some size and Young weight here, What do you think, he? What I tell everybody, I'm about six four, six five, but I'm not really that tall. No, yeah. I'm about like six three and some change. Okay, yeah. on the on the six four side, but yeah. I'm uh, three seventeen. Three seventeen. Okay. Yes. Now, is that where you want to be? Like, what what is your ideal? Do you think? Oh yeah, you... I mean, um, the game the the game of football is evolving, mm-hmm. um, so rapidly. But uh, of course, our arm length is a big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Factor in playing offensive tackle, mm-hmm. and I have the the arm length for it. Yeah. I just don't have that height. That's good, Trent Balky. If he's a GM in four years, he'll draft you for sure. For sure, he loves that arm length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me an even better guard. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, I think they just rank like re rank me on was the rivals mm-hmm. as, as a five star offensive guard. Okay. And okay. I, they they completely moved me from the tackle. Yeah. Recruit, oh, and you can't do that. In in like brains will keep you a tackle. They need you. To oh tackle. yeah. I mean. Yeah. So. I mean, I can play all positions of the yeah. line. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, except center. But we're working on that. So, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. That won't be uh, a problem for long. Yeah. Uh, just want to make sure I'm versatile going into college. H- yeah. how, how did you 
and uh, how did you settle on Florida State at least for this point? And I don't mean to imply any wavering at all, but I've been they in this keep game recruiting a long time. you. You got a we long see way to kids go. Go up and yeah. down, and yeah. everyone else keeps coming at yeah. you. So <clears throat> for now, the commitment to FSU. How did that arise up? And you know, your 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 you know um, your level of staying constant with yeah, that. That really through, just came the about process. how how consistent they were. Mm-hmm. Coach Atkins, Coach Norville, mm-hmm. uh, the staff. They're, they're they're great people, and Coach Jackson is definitely a coach that I want to play for. Mm-hmm. Coach Novell is definitely a coach I want to play okay. for. Uh, beating the odds of Coach Atkins beating the odds um, from humble beginnings to being um, one of the highest paid offensive line coaches in 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 the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, Solomon Thomas is our guest. He's from uh, Reigns High School, so you are a junior. No, junior now. yeah, junior. Yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, you'll be a class of twenty five. Uh, going to Florida State University, he's a big kid, very mature for his age. Uh, last year, you guys ten and two, great season. Uh, but quite frankly, at range, you want more. You yeah, always want to. Yeah. yeah, it's not good that enough for you'll nah, tell me, right? Nah. Yeah. So what? I uh, lost a, a tough one to Bowles, fourteen to seven type game, close game like that. Low fourteen score? to seven. Yeah. 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 What? Uh, what are your memories from the season? From the season? Yeah. Of me or my team? Both. Okay, so team, I felt mm-hmm. like we had a pretty good tight net team. Okay. I felt like the leadership wasn't as good as it could have been mm-hmm. um, with those seniors, which um, – You'll uh, change that this year. Oh, no, nah, like this <laughs> – we're going to get on this year uh, a little bit later. <laughs> um, but I felt like my performance wasn't as, as good as it could have been. I broke my hand uh, during um, – what was it? What, had it been summer? Okay. Maybe like – the beginning of of summer, mm-hmm. uh, like completely broke it. So, okay. um, and I had a future fifth, the future fifty, uh, camp, maybe that weekend. Okay, and it was like I didn't want to miss out on that. Sure. Uh, so we had the surgery and they casted it up, and I mm-hmm. went out and played with a club on my hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and still was able to perform right uh, like usual. Uh, but though me, it kind of. Pushed me back mm-hmm. as far as the goal that I want to accomplish in the weight room and right, the field right, and all that kind right. of stuff. Uh, so I didn't feel like I was as prepared as I could have been going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I still made the most of the season. But the senior year, this this is going to be. A you're telling me in your senior year, there's going to be a moment like in the movie Blindside, where the dude lines up over you, you pick him up, you chase him down the field about ten yards, and then throw him over the. Over the fence, out it of bounds. Might be nasty tonight. Yeah, I, I saw that. He, oh. he, he did. I was our there. Guy, our guy here, by <laughs> the way, continue as the playing career continues to ratchet up. The talent, you're going to see him in front of the camera a lot. Oh yeah, he's going to be a go-to. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, he's a good interview. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing this a long time. We've yeah. been doing this a long time. About yeah. junior year over at FSU. Yeah, here's what he can be sitting in front of that locker like this, Hick. Yeah, sweat gonna be pouring <laughs> off of him. Right, got and a good grab, smile. Take, taking the tape off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> taking the tape off. <laughs> yeah. I'll be asking him, uh, you know, about the twenty point win over Clemson. Yeah, that's coming. You know, <laughs> my, get used to that. You know, my favorite guy was guys you don't know, but my, one of my favorite guys, process taking the tape off and interviewing after a Jaguar game was old Roy Miller. Roy Miller. A lot of beat, tape on that. Was big. Oh, boy. Oh, Roy. He was a defensive tackle from Texas, and he still lives in Jacksonville, coaches high school football. Great dude. Oh, Roy would be sitting there, and, I mean, he looked like, I mean, just death mm. warmed over. I mean, <laughs> you go play a football game in the NFL, yeah. man. And he he got He was an MVP of the Fiesta Bowl for Texas years ago. But, anyway, really good player. And he'd be taking the tape off and just beat up and dripping sweat. He'd be. He was always fun to talk to. That's that's Solomon right here, little Sol. <laughs> I can see it, little, little Sol. I can see, yeah, <laughs> little Sol. That's what I'm going to remember as I yeah. move forward off of this guy. That guy yeah. from you don't play basketball, do you? I did. You're not on the high school team though, right now. Not, are you? not anymore. Okay, 
Because they're going to the Final Four. They won 20 in a row. Did you know that? The nah, Rams they, um, they just lost to uh, Jackson. Oh, yeah, they lost to Jackson. Yeah, they lost to Jackson. They lost to Jackson. That's yeah. right. Well, they got pretty far anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe better, if they had better, you better inside. Man, I'm just saying. That, that would have that def- definitely been a fact. What, what, what is your best attribute on the football field, Solomon? Are, are you... Is it a is it a mean streak? Is it pure brute strength? Is it feet? What what would you say? I feel you're... like it's technique. Technique. Technique is my biggest thing. I mean, I've been I've been coached by some of the from Good. some of the best guys. Yeah. Uh, technique wise, and I've like I said, like so you've learned that when part you, of it. When you look at twenty four seven sports, mm-hmm. when you look at on three, when you look at rivals, mm-hmm. I'm literally listed as the shortest lineman in my class. Wow. And when they had me at tackle, I was the shortest tackle in my class. Mm-hmm. I was in in the tackle position. I was ranked number three in the nation. Mm-hmm. So in taking that in consideration, you don't see you usually see six eight, mm-hmm. six six nine, mm-hmm. six six mm-hmm. offensive tackles right. being ranked that high. Mm-hmm. The, the the highest um David Sanders, he's like six six. Uh-huh. Six six seven. Yeah. Um and real agile. I can't come up with the analytic why uh, there's anything wrong with a six three tackle. I don't know. I, don't, I mean if you're blocking what do they the guy say? in front what would of you, why is why 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 do you have to be collegially? Yeah, just to dwarf it because that rush in usually ain't that big. It's is that co- part of it? Collegically, um, you don't see that that those kind of tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel I can definitely still yeah, I play. It. I can I can definitely still play it with, with arm length. Do you have a favorite offensive lineman that you watch or that you look up to or that you've met or anybody like that that you have sort of? I kind of um, pick. Kind of so, Trent Williams would kind of be my go-to okay. as far as like yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say so much technique because he's been in the league so long, so he just knows how to win. Yes, he knows how to win his mm-hmm. reps. Mm-hmm. But I would say Trent Williams as far as mentality, mm-hmm. mentality with Trent Williams, mm-hmm. and then technique of Andrew Thomas. Okay, all right, all right, Andrew Thomas, ones. pretty good one, yeah. And then of course that that just mean nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Feeling a you know solid. Uh, just you know, solid. skip FS. You just signed with the Jags. We need a little meat and nasty. <laughs> we do need some nasty. Can we so. get you just move your head? Can you move people at the NFL level? Because if you can, we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, well, listen, you're a fine young man, great young man. Appreciate it. it's a lot of fun hanging out with you. You come back Enjoy anytime. that senior year. Yes, yeah. Sir. Any shout outs to any uh, Reigns high school teachers that you'd like to give credit to, or your favorite class, or anything before you run out of here? Um, shout out to Miss Butters Jones, our uh, athletic director. All right. Okay. All right, very right, good, cool. very good. All right, man. Well, keep an eye on this young man. He is going to be sure. special, and we've known about him for a couple years now, and uh, uh, he's Solomon Thomas. He's going to go uh, – you're going to go throw some tires around later today, you know, get on the field and just move those big tires, you know, flip those over a hundred <laughs> times. Pour some hot sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch uh, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry would uh, push a truck on the track. Oh, yeah. Around and yeah. around and around. Yeah, they'll – I can't tell you too much about our workouts, but they okay. crucial. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Congratulations on everything. Yes, That's our man. He's Solomon Thomas. He's uh, Reigns High School, class of 25, headed to FSU. That's the Lockett Law High School Report, brought to you by Lockett Law. Know before you blow. We're back with more next. We uh, welcome you back to the program, by the way. Rock and roll all night. Those picks uh, brought to you by DreamFinders Homes. You can visit DreamFindersHomes.com right now for... An amazing 3.99 interest rate in year one of your mortgage at streamfindershomes.com for more details. Uh, that was on brunch with the tour. During the break, I, I've, I've shifted Solomon Thomas's allegiance uh, to Florida. I thought that was a great move by me. You're oh, welcome. Did you? Yeah. So the commitment so, is now wavering? Well, it's wavering. Okay. It's, 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 it's loose. He um, seems like he's going, Dad, that's a big 
mature. Well, that's kid's going to play a lot kid. of college football, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. he looks. Cool. Yeah, he. That's we've seen him come in mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. The big ones. He looks. He look, thick already. Like, it looks oh, like his body's like a 21-year-old. Like, yeah. he's ready to step yeah. in and compete. Yeah. He looks strong. Like, there's no, like I said, no baby fat on yeah. him. And big, what a nice big, young man. What a big, thick young great man. Great smile. Very, very yeah. well-spoken, yeah. Yeah. smart. Yeah. Good, I asked so. him what he, what's Studying his bench already? press. Studying already? Oh, yeah, definitely. I asked him what his bench press is right now. He said somewhere between a, a small Buick and a Cadillac CTS. <laughs> Damn, <bro. laughs> Hey, uh, regardless of what we feel about Trevor Lawrence's development, the pace of it, what we've seen, all that aside, mm-hmm. let's at least take a moment and enjoy another off season where we don't have to wonder or worry about our quarterback or take any serious thought into replacing him. You feel me? Yes. We've had a lot of years around here where we just wonder, where are we going to find a quarterback? We got to get a quarterback. Is it time to get rid of Gabbard? Is it time to get rid of Henny? Is it time to get rid of Gerard? Mm-hmm. Is it time to get rid of Bortles? Mm-hmm. Is it time to get rid of Foles? Mm-hmm. Is it time to get rid of Minshew? Is it time? 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 At least we're stable there. Yeah. That's not the situation across the league for sure. Yeah. And so ESPN has just released a prediction for all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks to start the season, so I thought I'd go down through the teams. As you do that, I want to say this, because yeah. I thought this was interesting, and I, I've seen this shift happen now, and so I'm glad. I look forward to hearing what they say about the Jaguars, because last year, at this time, they included Trevor in the upper echelon of AFC quarterbacks. They did. Like if, they, if, if, if Even if someone was writing a story, it would be, Patrick Mahomes and Joe yep. Burrow and top five in the Trevor league. Lawrence and Josh Allen. Now I've noticed this: Tua has replaced Trevor, yep. and and Stroud has re- yeah, equaled and, him. And Herbert still still in there, despite thirty and thirty three. So uh, it, he's sort of dropped out. So he's he needs to refocus and get that back. And again, it wasn't all his fault. We've been over this a million times. We're not, but. We need to get him back into that where people are talking about him again. Now okay. continue. Now, there, one thing that there is no talk about at all would be replacing Trevor Lawrence no, for sure. of course not. And most of these jobs, we know who the quarterback's going to be, so I'm not going to stop on the Chargers or the okay. Chiefs or okay. the Jags, mm-hmm. but rather on one where we might not be so sure. All right. Um, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Falcons to be determined. Nope, we got to predict the starter. This isn't. Oh, to be determined. you want me to predict a starter? Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're predicting a starter, okay, not Desmond Ritter. Okay, these are predictions. <laughs> yeah, no, Desmond Ritter. I don't is think Kirk terrible. Cousins is going there. Okay, so and that's what everybody seems to say. Yeah. So I would have to say that they will find somebody. One of the, you know, Russ, maybe Russell Wilson. Right. I would say somebody more like, I don't think Kirk. What about, I, I, here's a guy, if they can't get Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Where do they pick? Is the prediction here. Ninth, I think. I mean, unless you get fall in love with J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy yeah. Again, I'm telling you, and I'm not a perfect, but there sure is a Ritter comp there. They look real similar, real body size, the way they throw the ball. I can't take J.J. McCarthy. This J.J. McCarthy love is reaching obscene levels. Okay. He was never asked to pass the ball in college. Okay. Well, who do you got? I can't take a guy who was never asked to, to pass the ball. I think they I think they find yeah. a veteran. Yeah, me too. I, they say Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I don't think that's I, happening. I'm okay with Jake Browning as a bridge. I've mentioned him before in the past. Take yeah, a flyer on him. He's not a free no- agent. I, oh, he's not? No. Yes, he is. Is he? Yeah, he is. Well, he I was on a one-year deal. Th- All right. Could have sworn. 
Unless they did something like after the season, sign him to a qualifier or something, but I'm pretty sure Jake Browning was a free agent. Exclusive he... rights. Okay, so they can match, though. We'll make a match. Which means the Bengals could keep him with a league minimum salary in 24. Okay, well, there you go. So you're going to have to give up a lot to get him. That's a risk, but go ahead. Anyway. Bears. Uh, they say... It's Caleb They Lewis. say... Kirk Cousins. Why not Justin Fields to the Falcons? I mean, he's a Georgia kid. Did that not pop into your mind, or That's do you have him? Do you have him penciled going, in somewhere else? I think he's Pittsburgh. Okay, all right, here we go. Yeah. Um. Uh. Broncos. Again, I'll say. Uh, I'll say not Russell Wilson. Who's the other guy? Stidham. Maybe McCarthy again. That's who they say. They I say mean, it's going to be a rookie, the, yeah, J.J. McCarthy. The, you know, that's a tough one, man. That's, called, a, that's a death wish by Coach Sean Payton. I know. Go with a rookie <laughs> yeah. quarterback who has yeah. improved. At least, if you want to go with Drake May or Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams, we'll talk. You want to go with J.J. McCarthy, who watched his defense and his running, and he made Ran plays. The ball off. Yeah. I'm not saying it, but gosh, I, he, not not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Not to not to take that high. All right. Okay. Um. Somebody is good. Now that you all these teams you're naming, it's clear somebody's getting Russell Wilson. The Raiders. And that's the team. They say Michael Penix Jr. He wanted to go to Vegas. Russ did or Penix? Russ. Was one that was one of the teams he was willing to go to. Well, they say Michael Penix Jr. there, the rookie. We could, we could have I a, could see Russ we there. Could get Sierra on, on yeah, stage at Caesars, sure. you know. I mean <laughs> right? Is that wrong? No, it's not okay. wrong at all. all right. Minnesota Vikings. Kirk. They say Russell Wilson. <laughs> they say they'll draft. That would be dumb. They say they'll draft Bo Nix, huh? and they have Russell Wilson there. So Russell Wilson. If okay. I'm Russell Wilson, by the way, am I going to go to a place that I think in a no. year maybe no. I may be grooming? No. Although at this point, maybe it's well, time. He doesn't this have a lot second, of choices. This is your second team that said, "Bro, you're not good enough anymore." And he doesn't have a lot of choices. And I don't care how much you know internal confidence you have. New England Patriots. Oh, for sure, one of the rooks. Yeah, they Jayden say Jayden, Daniels. They say Jaden Daniels, okay. but I see Jaden Daniels going second, and and Drake May going third. Is New England three? They pick third. Yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm Washington, I'm taking Jaden Daniels. I don't know why anybody would. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, that seems like that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers. That's what you that's suggested why I said before. Fields. I thought Fields. Fields to me, man. That's if Pittsburgh. You're dealing with the same kind of cold weather, nasty outside. I Fields, would be, I'd be intrigued to see what Fields could do in the dome in Atlanta. I mean, this is crazy, but I, you know, I, I'm not against Chicago building around them and seeing. I, I know, but I don't. I don't they, you know, the, the problem is it is a, It's not so much that you would like if if Chicago wasn't picking first overall. I think they'd be fine keeping Fields. Yeah. Like, if they had a choice between Fields and Drake May, they'd keep Fields. The problem is, and it's a, it's, you can't pass on a guy who might be great. Mahomes, who yes. might be Mahomes. You, you can't, can't do pass, that. Right. You can't pass on Mahomes to keep. Whoever. Kirk Cousins. Correct. And that's, so, yeah. I get it, but it's just, it's kind of, kind of a bummer yeah. in a way. But, yeah. Titans. Uh, oof. Um, oh, Levis. Yeah, Levis. yeah, yeah. I was had a solid thirty-three QBR this year. Oof. Yeah, he had some good games though. Number seven in the draft. You can't go. T- uh, you can't no. do it again, right? No. A Commanders since they had, then they'll be May if. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. The, right, exactly. Which I'm not. I'm not. 
Well, there you go. Those are the thing. Again, the Jags nowhere near. There's no, no, you know, there's absolutely no. And and for most teams, there isn't much discussion around. And some situations that look like they could be headed toward, you know, maybe some sort of, you know, um, can I can I competition uh, didn't play out because of what happened late in the year. Can I turn back to um, high school for a second? I just want to make a point. Yeah, and I think this is a valid point. And this is along the lines of we just had the Lockett Law High School report. So along those lines, and we had a football player in here, and it got me thinking, like, the FHSAA is figuring out this NIL at the high school level in the state of Florida, right? That's right now they're they're about to, and this is where we are screwed up as people, okay? I'm going to make a point here. Okay. Um, high school football is a great sport. Right? Great sport. I had both sons played it. It was cool. Loved it. We have good coaches in the state of Florida, but they get paid nothing. They get paid like, unless you're at a private school. If you're at a public school, I think they get paid whatever the stipend yeah, is. They, it's, they it's teach like, during the yeah, day. Yeah, it's like four grand. Or shop or to, PE. Or. To put so much energy and effort into a program. Well, it's a labor of love. A lot of them love it. It's, it's bull crap. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because in Georgia, and this is where the, if a high school coach down here has success, he starts looking at Georgia because he goes up to one of the small towns. They pay him a hundred grand. They give him a truck. They give him some deals on a house, and, and he goes up there and coaches high school football. I, I'm i not saying that we should be breaking the bank. I'm just saying, as a high school coach at a public school is getting a stipend, and you got a kid there who's getting NIL money? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That doesn't jibe. I don't think high school – should high school kids get money to play football? No, absolutely not. But it's going to get Nobody there. cares. That is – That is just – Correct me if I'm wrong. The NIL is supposed to, in return, you're supposed to give some promotion to whoever's giving you the NIL yeah, money. Yeah. High school athletes have no swag. We're out of control. They're not with sending. This. They're not sending business to Ford. No, stop it. But we're out of control. Reach, though, you know, because uh, yeah, NIL for, for, a, for a hot minute, dude. If you give a high school kid anything more than a grand, you're crazy. Absolutely. If you give a high school kid anything, you're yeah, crazy. They don't, I don't I mean, know. To East Point, you can affect that particular group for that particular half a yeah, year. Start. You know, you can get something out of it. I mean, I know what people pay for advertising, and so there are certain yeah. figures that would be a drop in the bucket just to hit the kid's social media following. Yeah. You know, but it depends on your, your level of, of access. But, yeah, in, in a world where – yeah, a high school player makes more than the high school coach. That's that's silly. Yeah, I it's, mean, you know, like for instance, if a uh, a owner of a car dealership went to Miami and wants to give this kid who played well at let's say I don't Bartram, hey, you go to Bartram, we'll get you this NIL deal, and eventually I'll get into Miami. So it'll it'll eventually trickle down to high school. Yeah. I think. I just think it's gross. I yeah, think we've sure. lost. I think we've lost control. Oh yeah, we lost it. And we sit here every day, and still no one will take charge. And the 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 most in. Embarrassing agency that I've ever known. The NCAA still has, and you know, uh, again, give it to someone who can figure this thing out, get some regulations, and let's go. But it's kind of ridiculous. All right, we got into kind of a news phase at the combine yesterday with a couple of items in particular. The, boy, the running, it'd be a good year to need a running back. I, I don't know what these guys are going to command or demand. I do feel sorry for them. When it comes to no, professional football and being a specialized athlete, 
you know, it certainly takes a lot more specialized skill to be a, a, a running back than a guard, but they won't make as much as the guards in free agency. But Saquon Barkley, that we we learned, will not get the tag. He'll be a free agent. Yeah. Tony Pollard, no tag. Josh Jacobs, no tag. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift. There are a ton of running backs out there to help. Hick, I can't, I can't see any scenario where the Jags can afford to spend money on a running back in free agency. They no. sp- they spent a four- God, no. They've spent mid-round draft picks two years in a row. Draft they've- a guy, you morons. Yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. That's for sure. But anyway. Pick they- the right one. And if they do this year, it has to be a sixth or seventh rounder. They've yes. gone to the middle r- uh, rounds two years in a row and have failed big time. Don't, times. don't make me go name all the guys after Bigsby and all the games, all the guys after Stoop Connor who were running backs who've had success in the National Football League. Meanwhile, yes, sir. Um, T. Higgins gets the tag yesterday. Yeah. That obviously has an impact and effect on Calvin Ridley. I read a mock draft in which Rick Spielman was the 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 you know the expert that they ran the pick by, and the mock draft had the Jags taking a receiver, Roma Dunze from from Washington, mm-hmm. and Spielman's comment basically said that the Jags wouldn't be signing Calvin Ridley, which I found interesting. But the Higgins news and the tag certainly has an effect on the Jags and the signability of Calvin Ridley. And I bring this up because both Trent Balky and Doug Peterson will meet the media today in Indy. Mm-hmm. So you can hear that live uh, today on 1010XL in the 1 o'clock hour. And then meanwhile, we will uh, certainly revisit it tomorrow morning and, and kind of parse through what we've heard. I do think that it will be newsworthy from the standpoint we're going to have to get some sort of answer on Josh Allen. The franchise window tag is going to uh, the franchise tag window is going to close here soon. Like it only goes to March fifth, doesn't it? Yeah. So they're going to have to make some decisions there, and also perhaps some indication on on where they're leaning with with Calvin Ridley again with free agency still a ways out. But uh, news does come in some forms yesterday. I imagine we'll get more uh, more from up there uh, today. In this. Yeah, let's hope so. I, in fact, our uh, DreamFinders Homes poll question, which is about done, uh, what what would the best news be from the press conferences? New deal for Allen, 63.9% with over 600 votes in. So uh, second, Peterson would call the plays. They want that. Uh, that will sign a top 10 free agent. Or lose only a third rounder for Ridley are way back. Those are all kind of similar. The, I, the, the, the Allen, there's no urgency or excitement around that for me because I know it's happening. So that that would not, right, you know. Right, right. So I, I tend to agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so that 69%, I don't really necessarily agree with that because I know it's happening. Um, um, gosh, Somebody has tweeted me I that. Think I think I'd get a top 10 free agent, bro. Yeah. Somebody has tweeted me that some schools in Georgia pay up to 300000 for a head coach. Good, well, good for them. Yeah. Good for, I mean, you know, good, 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 good yeah. for those coaches that can pull that in. If I was a high school coach yeah, and I had some tomorrow, success, sure. going to the Peach State. 100%. See you, boys. Yeah, if I can get one of those jobs, you bet I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll rock and roll. Maybe some New York City headlines. All right. I like it. We'll see. It's we'll a Catlin truck accessory. What he wants to do. Tuesday on the drill. Oh, yeah. This is old school. Oh, this you right here, huh? Oh. My kind of music. Oh. What is this, E? Talk to me. Uh, hold on. I kind of want to say it's dance with me, I want to be, but it's not. It's something else. Okay, Jeff. What is it, E? Oh, hold on, Jeff. I thought oh, Jeff got, got it. it. Uh, I don't know the name. Odyssey. 
Odyssey. Native New Yorker. Oh, yeah. That's how they did it in the 70s, buddy. They just, they just, they just layered that music. It's I love just it. Layer, you can just hear the layers of music. It's like it'd be one guy playing all this. Just lay your one track, then play your percussion track, then layer. Oh, I, I feel like, it. yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the program. I don't know if I go that far, but hey. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Okay. Shout out to the Catlin boys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Bodie. Uh, sure. A uh, shout out to all of them. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up again. Um, oh, but, please. but, uh, you know, I, I can be harsh and I don't know, at times unfair, but if y'all would listen to me on some stuff, some of these problems would stop, but you won't, you get into your bleeding hearts and you won't, <laughs> I, I could have saved the NFL, uh-huh. any, f- any further Billy Cundiff. I yeah. tried to fire that guy from the league okay. after he missed that field goal, but no, they tried to use him for another couple of years. Worked okay. terrible. All right. All right, Shout out there's Billy. guys left. I, Eric Gregg would have been fired right after that postseason playoff game. Yeah. Right? And then when he died, people would have cared. Right. Right? They would have felt sadness. Um. So, y- y- you know, it... hold on. Okay. I, I mean this. If I worked for the NBA, if I were the commissioner of the NBA. Yeah. After the Knicks-Pistons game last night, I would have sent a memo to the head of the uh, officiating. Mm -hmm. I would have had those three Bozo the Clowns who were in Madison Square Garden Mm -hmm. in my office this morning, and I would relieve them of their duties. I wouldn't fine them. I wouldn't suspend them. I wouldn't break up the crew. I wouldn't tell them they can't do playoff games. They would never officiate an NBA game again. There is a certain level of mismanagement Uh that you just can't put up with. Uh This is like hiring a pilot who just crashed a plane. Oh, dear. Would you? If you had a pilot that got drunk and crashed a plane and killed everybody on board but himself, would you let him? That's a little bit of a strange comparison. No, it's not. It's dead on. (laughs) It's it's that egregious. It's that obvious. Last night, ladies and gentlemen, at Madison Square Garden, and this is not, again, it's not your Knicks' fault. It's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. Sure, we'll take the win. And they got screwed by the refs at Houston a couple weeks ago. evened up. But from an officiating standpoint, last night there was a point of the game. The Pistons had a one-point lead at Madison Square Garden. They had grabbed a loose ball. were getting ready to dribble it up to court. And a Knicks (laughs) player came rushing in and just sideswiped the dude. He tackled him. He just threw his body into his midsection. And the the referee stood right there looking at him. And and didn't blow a whistle and didn't make a call and mm-hmm. and Monty Williams went cra- you know didn't go Rightfully crazy. Rightfully so, yeah. He was very frustrated in the post game and he's right. Dan, when it's that bad, shouldn't there be a way to fix it? Why could the league have right then and said, nope, 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 hold on. That's a foul. No basket for Jason Hart. Uh, we apologize. Our refs will get him off the feet at uh, the court. That's a foul. The Pistons go to the line. Why can't you? Why can you do it for a goaltend, but you can't do it for something that obvious? You think? I don't know. Human error needs to be, we are past the point of human error being the go-to excuse. Oh, human error is part of the game. Mistakes are part of the game. He just football tackled that dude in the open court as clear as day. Oh, three officials looking at him and they didn't call it. So I, I think that three officials in the NBA should lose their jobs today. And, and you know, I'm sorry. You can go go do D2. Go go do high school. Go do okay. anywhere but NBA. But you can't do it anymore. That was too egregious. I would agree. Okay. I mean, I don't know about firing him. I, I just agree. I, I Listen, it was a terrible call. I can't defend it. It was wrong. And as an official Nick spokesman, I've officially dropped our protest from Houston because now we're evened up. We got screwed in Houston. We got one in Detroit uh, at home against Detroit, which is really terrible. We blew the lead, and we're just 
we're just hanging on right now, and we've got to get Julius Randle and OG back, or we're not going to do anything. But if we get those two back and they get healthy and we get some time together, we could be a, a dangerous out in the postseason. I'm in the mood for some New York City headlines. How are well, you? okay, they are brought to you by Pet Paradise, who bring you today's top five. Pet Paradise is top one. Oh, well, I guess it's not top five. Today's New York City headlines for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, pet Paradise would like to apologize to you, but they need no apologies when it comes to taking care of your pet. They do it better than anyone else because they love them like you do. Love them. Uh, yeah, they do. So from the uh, from the bone shaped pool to the climate controlled suites to overnight boarding, long term boarding, grooming, veterinary care, all under one roof, modern facilities. It is Pet Paradise. Giselle Boonchin's new boyfriend is spending most nights at her Miami home. Lover 36 is her rock. <laughs> There's so many, so much innuendo there that I could play off of <laughs> that I'm just going to let it go. ESPN feud brewing over controversial Caitlin Clark take. Well, this is, Jay Williams is just an outright ass for what he's saying about Caitlin he's Clark. He's the only one, too. And it it's reeks, like, it reeks yeah. of sexism or racism. It reeks of some sort of ism, Dan, yeah. because it's a, not an objective take. Stop Jay Williams, Jay Will. Yeah, Jay Will's got a lot of nerve, too, by the way. How many did he rack up? Right. A former NFL first-round pick arrested on gun meth charges and latest trouble with the law. Okay, well, I come shame. I need to know the player. Oh, he's a Raider guy. Yeah, that corner, Arnett, oh, yeah, is that his name? Yeah, oh, that yeah. was the one with the guns. Yeah, yeah Damon Arnett. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got troubles. I uh, quote, troubled is what we would use for him. Troubled. Yeah. Hashtag troubled. Uh, mm. Migrant security guards paid up to $90 an hour as New York City taxpayers fleeced by no-bid contracts rushed out by City Hall, it, audit it, reveals. It, 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 I mean, I, again, man, I'm all for like legal pathways to the country, but... You know, screwing hardworking folks that have been here their whole lives, it makes no sense to me, but they keep doing it, man. Prince Harry it's your wants, government in action. Prince Harry wants apprehensive Meghan Markle and the kids to return to UK. What is this apprehensive about what? They should be apprehensive when they look at you. You're weird looking. Bodies. You're a goblin. Bodies of Australian TV host boyfriend found in surfboard bags after oh tip from cop ex-lover accused of murdering them. There's a lot to unpack there. Oh, boy. Sick stuff. I used to think that if I didn't live in the U.S., I'd want to live in Australia. But I see more and more stories from Australia that say, nah, not too, so much. Too many kangaroos. Couple breaks well, they're, into- all, they're total nanny now, too. Boy, they lock you down over there. Tell yeah. you what to do. Couple breaks into Colin Coward's home, and he claims there's a Taylor Swift connection. <laughs> Leave it to Colin Cowherd to take a simple home burglary and introduce Taylor Swift to his timeline. Slappy meal. Wendy's planning Uber-style surge pricing where burger prices fluctuate based on demand. I saw something on YouTube. There's a restaurant that it's like a stock market. They put up their whole menu, and then the prices go up and down oh, based on how much the supply up. and demand has been. <laughs> so if you like one of the bad foods, you just wait. It goes from you know, $15.99 to $6, and then you order it, E. What do you think? <laughs> That's pretty legit. Don Lemon to be paid $24.5 million to settle firing from CNN. Wow, what a world we live in, boss. They're going to give that man money, or he has to pay them. Which man. one now? Woo! Come on, man. Unfair to ask, Ben Affleck didn't want a relationship on social media with J-Lo, but learned to compromise. Yeah, right. Those two, by the way, you want to talk about not lasting. He is on his last nerve with that woman. <laughs> Eagles. Eagles. She threw him under the bus on this silly, stupid... Say what you want about Affleck. He's kind of a blue-collar guy's guy. And she's a foo-foo who wants to put everything out in public. Oh, he's driving he, him he nuts. Love, he love her, man. He love her. I don't her. know, bro. 
I don't know. Eagles Don do. Henley regrets cocaine-fueled night with 16-year-old prostitute who what? suffered seizure. Oh I wanted my. to escape. Oh, so my. So much to regret there. Sheesh. McCartney I mean, reveals haunting Beatles yesterday lyric is about his mom. Don't need to know that. Okay. At all. All right. E.T., you're such a romantic at heart. Uh, what he he loves her, okay. And that man, foo right. for that girl. Okay, how how long are they gonna stay together? Oh, they, I, I don't think they gonna stay together. They're soulmates forever. No, 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 no. I'm no, telling you right now. Break up, now. get back together. Break up, get back together. Yeah. He gonna write her a pen. He, he's gonna pin her a heartfelt note. They get back together, get married again. No, he pinned her heartfelt again. notes, and that she went and talk, put him in a movie. He, what about, how about that? How about you write a, a heartfelt note to your girl? She decides to put it in her movie. Hey, he, on, uh, can you comment uh, on Ray J and Princess Love? Oh, again. Fourth time they'll be filing uh, for uh, divorce. Again. <laughs> Ray J and Princess. Who's Princess Love, E? Uh, Ray J's wife. Do we know it. anything about her? It's a great name, Princess Love. She's yeah. a princess and no, I just, all I, love. I just know it's Ray J's wife. That's it? Yeah. Was she anything before or just Ray J's wife? Yeah, I just know her as Ray J's wife. They have, this is their fourth divorce attempt since yeah. 2020. Of, it just yeah. won't take. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, what's our uh, 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 Migos Offset? Uh, oh, you talking about uh, Offset and Cardi? Yeah, uh-huh. they do that a lot. Uh, not, not as much as them. Are they together or not right now, Cardi? I think, and- I think they separated. They're separated. Yeah. Okay. Not officially divorced. They ain't never divorced. Yeah. Ray J and, and oh, Princess yeah. Love though, no yeah. more. They they filed paperwork. Yeah, we got to get done. Uh, <laughs> he she filed first for divorce in May 2020 after he stranded her and their daughter in Vegas while he went to a strip club. Oh gosh, that was the first sign things weren't good. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, Princess Love is not happy. In July, they dismissed the case. Ray filed for divorce in September. They didn't want to be married, and then they went to counseling, but. Love said it was always one-sided. They reconciled, and Ray filed for the third time in 2021. They tied the knot back in 2016. So, it's a lot of money in weddings, man. On and off for quite some time. It's, uh, but it's not going well with those two kids. Mm. No, in case you're wondering, I just that was a little bonus one that you got there from me. Trending. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. All right, uh, what do you want to do? You want to make the turn for home when we come back? Uh, we will on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. <laughs> we got a big track meet tonight at uh, Rains. <laughs> and... Uh, I forgot to mention, that, and, and and Denmark's in here because he coaches Baldwin track. I think he's the head coach. He says he is. I don't know. That kind of instruction. How could it go wrong? Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling him he's going to finish in seventh place out there tonight. I think about some of the great Olympians from in the Baldwin? past. No, Dylan, Chandra Cheeseboro went to Baldwin. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Bob Hayes. Jackie Joyner. Jackie Joyner. Kersey. Baldwin yeah. grad. Yeah, Baldwin grad. Yeah, sure. So, a lot of so, people don't know this. Usain Bolt, stateside, Baldwin. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Baldwin produce. It's a they factory. produce. It is. Yeah. So, so we had Solomon Thomas, the football player from Rangers, who's going to FSU on the Lock of Law High School Report. And I forgot to mention, he was a discus champion. And, and Denmark goes, oh, yeah, that guy's a dude. Yeah, that guy throws it. <laughs> Baldwin doesn't have any discus throwers either. Tony, you got to find some discus throwers out of Baldwin. <laughs> That's uh, That yeah. would be Dylon's yeah. job out yeah. there. Yeah. 
I don't know what Dylan's doing out there except collecting that extra paycheck. <laughs> a little huh? stipend. It's all about the stipend. He's about the stipend. He Nothing wrong to... with that. Makes a hell of a banana pudding, though, apparently. Yeah, oh, yeah it was fire. That's what they say. <laughs> Start selling that out there. What's going on, Tone? What do we got cooking today we'll on have Tuesday? We'll Tuesday Top 5, as right. we've been doing here in the offseason. Our question today, who are the top five players that you want to learn more about from the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. So okay. we'll go through our list, go through some of the listener list as well. Okay. Mike DiRocco going to join us, and uh, we'll get ready for Trenton Coach to speak later, right after we get off the show today, and obviously react to all that tomorrow. I, I mean, I guess Josh Allen, we'll get a Josh Allen, Calvin Ridley update. Not sure how much they'll tell us. And I will say this, too, and we, we've said this, this is fair. We've got a couple of deceivers when it comes to mm-hmm. our public mouthpieces. Yeah. They're deceptive. They yeah. don't, you know, Peterson speaks the morning of not knowing about any potential changes and then mass yeah. changes come two hours later, right? Because yeah. he I'm knows not, he's got a month away yeah, from the it's media. Not, it's not malicious. No. You know, I'm not saying it's malicious, but we don't have like full disclosure yeah. transparency, guys. Yeah. So, well, you it's know. the last time we're going to hear from either one of them until the pre draft, whatever they do. You know, pretty right? much. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be pushback. It's like, that, that Fort, shouldn't Fort, be that way. But by my way, point, though, is that's just my like Fortner got. Got like they doubled down on Fortner, it seemed like, after the season ended. So they're going to circle back now and say, What are you talking about, Fortner? That's going to happen. Well, I understand sticking up for your guys, but it was kind of, a, I kind of took a little it too a, much. A little too much. I mean, the guy stunk this year. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, he was not good, the, the, right? I mean, so I, we got to play better there if we, we're going to very least bring in competition. Yeah, I think it's more likely than not uh-huh. that Fortner's going to be the starting center. I thought when, you do. You really think that? I really do. If that happens, I am going to not right. be happy. It's not what I would like to see them do, but I think it's more likely than oh not that Luke Fortner is going to be the starting center for him oh, to gosh. begin next year. And I think when they said what they said after the season ended, it made sense to me from the perspective of that guy might be your starting center. Oh my! God. I'm not burning him. Wow. Well, right? yeah. Like in the media, I'm not burning the guy yeah. in any way because we may need him to Ooh. play. That's always funny when you like saying that because I get it. What you're saying by 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 human nature. Luke Fortner as a but starting a center for the Jags in 2024 is akin to not getting an edge rusher when everybody and their mother could well, see it's also akin, the Jags needed extra help. They're there. 31st ranked two years in a row. 31st or 32nd. Yeah. Obviously, it's terrible. I said this before. They can replace all five. I wouldn't care. Now, yeah. I don't think they will. I think they no. should keep Harrison. I think yeah. these guys should keep it. Yeah. Get rid of all of them, dude. Start over. Rebuild it. <laughs> the Texans did due to injury and other, except for Tunsil, and they were yeah. a lot better when they lost their guys. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if both guards are replaced, but yeah. I do think they're going to try to figure something out with Ezra Cleveland yeah. uh, to bring him back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the starting guards for him. I don't think Sheriff's coming back. Bill Barnwell had a – did you see his rankings of all the – no. Like he he went through quarterbacks, offensive linemen, and tight ends, and he has different categories. And he's like, you know, high end free all the free agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like high end. It was, it was like it went to like ten categories. Yep. Ezra Cleveland was down there in like the eight hole. Yeah. Of like, eh, this guy will get some guaranteed money. Yeah. And Shatley was below him. I mean, the, it's it's they were. Uh, I don't know. We've yeah. been, we I don't want to beat the and dead. They're probably going to move on from Cam. I would. Yeah. Oh, right? you would. I would. Well, how are you? Now listen. I don't think you're he's a football guy, but you, oh, so this isn't your opinion. You're thinking what? Now you said you would move on from Cam, but Fortner's going to be your starting center. Uh, not for me. Okay. Okay. Not for me. Right. I I have said since the season ended, interior offensive line is priority number one. Yes. For me on my yes. list, yes. but I think it's a whole lot easier to get better 
at interior offensive line than it is virtually any other group okay. in the NFL. Like, you don't have to have top end. Like, wide receiver, you need top end. Yeah. Quarterback, you need top end. Pass rush, you need top end. Even offensive tackle, I think, to a large degree, you need top end. But I think interior offensive line, you need guys who stay out of the way. I guess if you move on from Cam and Ridley, because there was a Spielman comment in one of the articles that Jeff yeah, brought yeah, today yeah, saying, yeah, you know, yeah. guess, so we'll see. But if, if you lost both of those guys, I just – I. I will say this until I'm blue in the face, until he proves me wrong. I have no faith in the, the people that are replacing them, in picking the people to replace them. That's, I just have no faith. That's fair. None. Zero. Zip. Less than negative. Yeah. Anyway, have a great show. I'm Thank sorry. Thank you. Uh, Mike, Mike and Tony coming up with Jaguars today. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, Ole Anderson, who was yes. the four horsemen, Ric Flair, and that, that, that golden era of... Oh yeah. Of, yeah, the, of the other wrestling yeah. WWE. What do they call it? NW. That was WCW. W, yeah, WCW. Yeah. yeah. And also a shout out to one of our friends, longtime listener, Mr. Beer. Happy birthday to Mr. Beer. Okay. Yeah. 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 So nice. shout out to Beer. All right. Uh, that'll do it to it for us. It's been a Cal and Truck Accessories Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.